Hey guys, this week I'm joined by two of my best friends and some of the members in the band, Absent Handed. They discuss their new project, songwriting, and future plans with their music. We also catch up on life, hobbies, and discuss some of our favorite albums and bands as of late. Absent Handed has a three-song EP out now, as well as a music video on YouTube for their hit single, The Way You Are. Please welcome some of my best friends and very talented people, Gabriel Soderman and Austin Hawkert. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's up? Dude, first off, you look great. No surprise. Thank you. You too. Um, okay, so we're waiting for Austin. So, uh, yep. Am I sounding good? You sound as perfect as you always sound. Fantastic. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? Good. And yourself? Good. Um, just kind of, um, we, we close on the new house in like, like 10 days or something like that so uh we're just doing a lot of like packing and prepping and getting a bunch of stuff organized so it's um a lot of fun adult stuff nice you know um yeah i mean pretty much just that like work on top of it and and whatnot Ooh, what are you drinking what is that water Hell yeah. I don't have any beer right now, so okay. <laughs> otherwise I'd have one. I um I have some whiskey infusing right now with some fruit, but it's not quite there. Are you infusing it yourself? Yeah, just threw it in a jar, some pineapple, mandarin oranges, and peaches. Okay, how does that work? Like do you <laughs> just saw some dude on TikTok or wherever doing it, Facebook, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I wonder how long you have it sit for. I'm doing a week, and that's like the, I think, the, I don't know if it's the max, but where I read, like, and actually, I did read at least one tutorial or guide. It basically, yeah, just fill up with fruit and then pour in the whiskey or whatever liquor you want to do. Most people do, like, gin or vodka, I think. With With vodka, there's not as much flavor to compete with. So it's probably going to be easier with the fruit, but bourbon, it's going to be bourbon forward regardless. Well, dude, it's like one of those things, like when you're in a liquor store and you see all like the fruited, there's like three rows just of like fruited vodka mm-hmm. or some type of flavored, like pineapple upside down cake flavor. Like, cause it's, cause you're right. It's so easy to just flavor those. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just room temperature. You're just letting it steep. Yep. Just okay. rolling the dice on it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm going for a week and see how it tastes. I can kind of taste a little bit right now. I think I started on Wednesday. Um, it's probably just going to be like a hint, not uh-huh. like super sweet forward, but the fruit inside is going to be spiked. So that'll be cool. Yeah. If anything, you can just like eat that or something. Yeah. 
I mean, it'll be good. It'll still be like uh, edible and it'll still taste good, but I don't know how much is actually going to go into the whiskey. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying to remember like certain fruits definitely like have more of like a, a potent type of, I don't know, certain, certain fruits definitely like give off more flavors. I'm trying to like remember in my brewing days, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause if you think about like a lot of like shandies and whatnot are all like your lemons, limes, oranges, all yep, citrusy. citrusy. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up, Austin? Hello. Connected to audio. Hello. Hello. Hi, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. <sighs> Hi, guys. Hi, dude. Hello. Hi. Well, welcome just back. Austin jack up Hunter. the volume and go ASMR. This is gonna be it. Making mac and cheese. I've been looking really forward to this conversation with you guys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm really hoping that we talk about butt stuff. <laughs> oh, you've got some whiskey. I should have grabbed some whiskey. Oh. Yeah. So we're recording. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? You're good. Uh. Oh, we are recording, actually. <laughs> yeah. I start, I start right off it, dude. I go right oh. into it. Yeah. Well. Um. Gotta go. <laughs> Sweet. Um, no, Aust- or Gabe and I were just talking about his uh, flavored whiskey that he's doing. Oh, yeah. Yes, I've I uh, have been getting updates, and I'm excited to try some. Yeah, hopefully it's good. We'll see. Might yeah. just be whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I mean, if anything, it doesn't like bring the flavor, or not the flavor. It doesn't bring the uh, alcohol percentage down. So yeah. Either way, there which whiskey did you use? Uh, for I just grabbed the bottle of Maker's Mark, okay. um, <clears throat> and I bought like a four pack of Ball uh, jars from Target. They only filled up three of them, so I used my uh, Doctor Disrespect um, Black Steel bourbon for the fourth one. That'll do be they mine. Sell, they sell that in Minnesota. Yeah, online. It goes pretty quick. Yep, yeah, it was fast. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, um, my buddy Eli is a huge Dr. Disrespect fan. Um, I've gotten both batches so far, so if he hasn't, he can brag about that. Yeah, that's, that's actually that's a good flex. Sick <laughs> flex, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're on my cabinet right over there. Can't see it, but it's right there. Didn't it, didn't you like come up with those? Was that like this spring or something? Uh, a few months ago was batch two, and I think last year was the first batch. Or something like that. But pretty yeah, recent. Like end of summer, because I got that Last of Us whiskey around the same time. Oh, know. yep. And I came oh, like that's right. So. Black Steel. Yeah. Okay, well, Austin, welcome back. Hey, yeah. Sorry for the slight delay there, but I'm here. Well, it's okay. You know, we... I'll allow it. Um... <laughs> Appreciate that. And Gabe, welcome for the first time. Yeah. Okay, so before we catch up, obviously, let's start with when did you guys decide to, I know uh, we've all known each other for a pretty large number of years, like when did you guys start talking about music and absent-handed and whatnot? Um, Gabe, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I, you're kind of the, <laughs> you and Lewis are kind of the, the, the seeds oh. of that, so 
Yeah, that, well, true. But, but I guess my I think I jumped ahead a little bit because Gabe and I had actually started making music before. Oh, I, yeah. So I kind of I was like automatically linking those. But um, yeah. So uh, what year true. is where are we now? 23, 22. So like fall ish of 2021, Gabe and I decided to start making music together. Um, it was a pretty slow going thing. It was really just like, hey, like if you have time, come up and we'll jam kind of thing um my previous kind of still band i don't really know uh still breather uh was just on a hiatus yeah i was just like wanting to um do something because they you know just weren't really wanting to at the time or whatever um so yeah i just like whatever gabe and i started doing our thing and then lewis who is the other member of absent handed started hitting me up about an idea of playing together and then i just after talking with Lewis a bit and getting to know him, I was like, well, Gabe should just be a part of this instead of me doing two things or whatever. Like I could, I just knew Gabe would gel really well with Lewis. Mm-hmm. And obviously did like, it's really good dynamic. Mm-hmm. S three. Um, and that absent handed all started in um, spring of 2022. So that was about when Lewis contacted me. And then I said, let's bring Gabe into it. Cause we kind of already started a thing. And uh, here we are. I've actually talked to Lewis like uh, a couple times on Instagram. Um, I think like when you guys first sent out like your teaser or whatnot um, and I tagged him in it. So then like I followed him and then I sent him a message after I think probably it might have been when the your 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 three song EP dropped. Mm-hmm. I talked to him a little bit. Um, so I was going to have him on soon because I hmm. I was like, hey, I've noticed that like you follow the same UFC fighters I follow. So it's like, oh, oh we could definitely talk about that and music and yeah. whatnot. So um, nice. he seems like a pretty cool dude. How did dude, he he'd, be a, he'd be a great guest on, on this podcast just because like music and fighting, those are things he's like pretty into. And like his cool. musical history is like that dude probably has some stories. Like he's done a lot of big stuff. Um uh, I, I think it's big stuff. It's cool. So like I think he'd have a lot to share. So that'd be that'd be awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, was actually thinking yeah. like after I started talking, I was like, I wonder if I should have all three of you guys on. But I kind of want to like actually meet him. Yeah, like one on one first, and then like the three of you guys can come back on whenever or whatnot. Yeah, that'd be rad. Have him on, and then like we got some stuff kind of cooking. So like later in the fall or winter, we could all come on and like talk about that. So that'd be cool. How did you guys meet, Lewis and I? Yeah. So um, mostly through uh, Still Breather playing shows with um. Well, the bands he was involved with was Roads of Glass, but then they turned into Ultra Rare. And then Lewis was also in by the thousands. Well, what what kind of happening is like the the vocalist of Roads of Glass left and joined by the thousands while Lewis left by the thousands and joined <laughs> Glass. So it's kind of like a weird like flop thing. And they're all buddies. So it was like I then it was like a totally cool thing for the most part. But um uh so just playing shows with all of those three bands, I guess. Um never really talked to him much it was more just like the typical oh good set dude and go about your night kind of thing right um and then honestly the the most we've ever talked was when he messaged me asking what i was up to musically um and i think i kind of maybe talked about that i don't remember if i talked about that last time i was on your podcast but that was kind of a a cool story too of just a lot of the right things happening at the right time mm-hmm. we gelled so quickly and like it just seemed like we've known each other forever and when bringing Gabe into that was this, like the same thing. It was kind of like, Oh yeah, this is definitely like a good dynamic that we have. And 
but yeah, honestly, when he messaged me to start this band, that's like the most I've ever talked to him. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to remember when you guys mentioned um, that you just shot a music video or you were about to shoot the music video. Where did you guys shoot that at? Few places. Yeah. Yeah. Gabe, you take this one. Uh, we filmed a little bit on the hill next to the Capitol um, okay. in St. Paul. Um, we went to <clears throat> a park in Maplewood. Okay. Yes. Right. Maplewood. That's right where I was. I was born in that area. Oh, nice. So like east, east, like east side of St. Paul, which is pretty much like like the three M area. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, um, right. And then like Maplewood's right there, like Maplewood Mall and all that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, we were out in the middle, the middle of the woods. In the black of night, trudging <laughs> through, trying to find the spots, and uh, then also we rented a, a studio in the North Loop uh, for the a second session. Mm-hmm. Um, also at uh, Josh's backyard. Yes. Yeah, the the videographer's backyard. We did some stuff there too. So a few different locations. It was a busy mm-hmm. shoot. Yeah, ton what of fun. Is- what exactly goes into like shooting a music video? It's I know it's kind of a loaded question. Yeah. Um, um, to, to summarize, it's really just like playing the song over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> really sick of it by the end of the day. Like very sick of it. Yep. A lot of takes. A lot of, a lot of takes, singular yeah. takes. A lot of full band takes. Each location, usually. Yeah, it's like doing the same thing in like three or four different spots, and then that just gives them plenty of stuff to pick through. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, I mean, in a nutshell, that's all there is to it. Just a lot of the same thing. Okay. I'll never forget, like, I remember seeing that video of like, it was like, um, it was pretty much every rap music video, and it was just like three dudes in a room all white just throwing cash like yeah let me throw some money in the air i'm gonna throw some more money in yeah. the air and it was just because because there's like really no audio or at least in that there wasn't all oh, so right i'm just walking around you know yeah yeah and for us it was um we didn't really film a lot of like really any story stuff it was all performance stuff and then lewis did a couple story things where he just like went off by himself um he went and filmed the end of the video in Taylor's Falls at like sunrise. So 6 a.m. he was there or whatever yeah. with the videographer just doing some kind of slow-mo walks on wherever and catching some scenery and stuff. And um, so he did that. But <clears throat> for us, the song's just blaring on a speaker all day for the whole right. time. Um, but yeah, for Lewis, he probably didn't have, need the song at all. So he just was doing a couple strolls. <laughs> Dude, Taylor's Falls is probably one of my favorite places in Minnesota. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Like one, it's 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 gorgeous, and it's like pretty like pretty close. I yeah, mean, it's not far from like yeah. like, like from like the Cambridge Isani area. It's like maybe thirty minutes mm-hmm. or so. Um, and it's just beautiful wilderness too. So yeah, yeah um, gorgeous. So who does the how's the songwriting process go? Um, that's mostly been me. Um, okay, Gabe and I just moved into a house together. So I'm sure that will probably change soon. I'm sure I'll have Gabe come hang out with me while I work on stuff. Um, Heck yeah. It depends on schedule. I have a weird work schedule, so it's maybe not always ideal. But um, all the songs that have come out so far, I wrote I wrote them. Um, and then Lewis added uh, had some lyrics for, for them as well. Okay. So, yeah. And you guys have three songs out. Three songs out right now, yep. Um, and then we're working on another little collection here to 
hopefully put out in the winter or something or late fall. Are you thinking like a small EP again, or are you thinking almost, yeah, like a small, yeah, small, like three, four, maybe three, four songs or something. So, yeah. Is that kind of like the way to do it instead of doing like a full link album? You think like it's easier to just almost do like, hey, here's like a three song or five song drop? I think so, personally. I mean, unless your full length album is like really, really good, like front to back, I think it makes more sense to, to, for your, band like as a business you know and for like the attention span of the people who listen to you i think to mm-hmm. just do smaller batches so I think that's really like the more common way things are going now so yeah okay that's cool i just never i mean i just don't have that experience so like i was never sure yeah yeah the, the full-length thing is a bit exhausting and like i just don't know that people in maybe our level of being a band are seeing much of a return on that Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I mean, like I look at Still Breather Yard, we put out a full length and I think that whole album's awesome. I think it's great. But like in hindsight, it probably would have been smarter just to split it in half. That buys us like another year of time to like write more music. You know, it really lets you spread it out longer mm-hmm. or instead of being just like, hey, here's 12 songs or however much it was like, see a see you next year or something. I don't know. Whereas an EP is yeah. like, here's five and then four five months down the road here's three and a few months down the road here's another three or whatever kind of keep it keep it busy active so yeah i like that approach actually i do yeah. like the. i mean unless it's like you're a huge like you know worldwide band you're like okay obviously like a full-length album just makes more sense right, but right. totally but, um you know like like a, a younger like younger group together um just drop like staying active i think is is really what's what's key too. So if you're doing like three yeah. song or five song EPs or eight, even I think it's cooler as a fan too. Like I think of bands right. I like, I like getting a new song or a new batch of songs every four or five months, as opposed to a full length every year and a half, two years, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So Gabe, what is your music background? Because I actually, like I said, the three of us have known each other for, I don't even remember how we all met. I remember how we met. I don't remember when, but I don't know much about your musical background other than like, I mean, you're, you play bass guitar. Mm. I've gone to the church that you've like performed worship at. So like, I know you can play instruments. It's pretty minimal for the most part. I mean, I feel like I'm capable, but I just don't have much that I've actually gone out and done. Like, yeah, church, um, there was a project. I, there have been a few projects over the years that just kind of a few practices and kind of went about its way. Um, with Lance and some other friends from high school, during high school or right afterwards, we jammed four or five times some more death metal kind of stuff, and that went nowhere. Everybody kind of gave up. Um, jammed once with Austin at his church years ago, and that was, I think, the only time that we practiced and yeah other than that just church no actual shows under my belt or performances so it's yeah, yeah. i'm the noob in the in the group <laughs> but i don't mind have you guys thought about playing shows at some point in the future oh yeah yeah oh, yeah. yeah i think just waiting until a bit more music's out but yeah definitely right and the right show we want to we want to yep. be a good one so Man, I haven't been to a show in actually no. So last, well, the last show I was at was 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 August Burns Red twenty year reunion. Oh, um, 
and I go to Nashville because it's like four hours from here. And there's pretty much a tour that that goes through there all the time. I feel like Indianapolis is dodged sometimes just because it's like you're so close to Chicago. You may as well go to Chicago. We got Detroit. Um, Ohio is obviously Ohio. Like there's so much music that's come out of that state. So there's always tours going through there. Mm-hmm. If anything, man, it's like Silent Planet. Every tour, they're going to hit Indianapolis, even if it's an off day. Um, they just love playing here, which is great. Um, I think they just announced their album release date, right? Or was it another single? Or Yeah, I think another song comes out. Um, what would you guys think of their new single? Sorry, I blanked. So for who? <laughs> <laughs> Silent Planet's Plus, new song. Oh, my God. Into it. Because we talked about it. <laughs> my God, dude. That, like, I, with the cyberpunk and whatnot coming out recently, like, my fascination has just grown for cyberpunk, cyberwave kind of stuff and really vibey, synthy stuff. I've mm. always enjoyed it, but just, like, to another level. And, and that came out, I, pff, dude, oh my gosh. Uh, Antimatter music video is just, it's, one of my probably one of my top five songs of all time right now just like off the bat it just blew my mind it's yeah the emotions and just the the synthy beats and dude oh everything all about it i I just get like jumble head when i think about it because it just <laughs> dude what really off. what really helps me with silent planet is like garrett is such a crazy complex uh like lyricist songwriter mm-hmm. i guess whatever you want to call it and he at least does he'll do track by track breakdown interviews so you can kind of explain you know like what this song is about um and he did it for this song because it was about their car crash and was it in colorado they were driving uh, salt through, lake. like salt lake yeah um i feel like when that happened someone even mentioned or maybe someone in the band said like it could have been during the post or like we know this time of the year, like this, the the road we took or like the route we took, like it's typically like pretty dangerous. Um, yeah. Gosh, when was that? Was that last winter or was that like January or February or something? I think it was last winter. I think I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Was Nick, Nick was in the band at that point, right? Oh, he was their fill in basis at he the time. In, okay. Yeah. yeah. And now he's full time. Yep. Yeah, he's in, the, so he's in the video dope. too. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, Looking good. Yeah, that is dope, man. Um, yeah, I mean that's one of I to agree with Gabe. I mean, it's definitely my favorite Silent Planet song. I think that new one and like it sounds like it's just a tease of what's to come. So I'm really excited. Yeah. As a long time fan of the band, I'm like, oh wow, they just managed to like almost like reset my appreciation for them in a way, or like how much I like them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, oh, it feels like we're starting over, but like in a really good way. So yeah. It's it's great that 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 song's doing well and that like Nick gets to be a part of it too. I'm just happy for that guy. Um, I kind of like went through a phase, not a, I guess a phase of not listening to them. If that makes sense, yeah. I feel like I was almost getting so much music from them at one point. Um, I didn't listen to too much of their last album until recently. I mean, it came out in 2021, but like the night God slept, I really loved. Um, when the end began, I enjoyed, everything was sound was really good too. So like most of their albums, I really like, and I like the concept that like they almost all kind of go together. There's some type of like callbacks, not callbacks, but like they all kind of. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think callbacks good. Okay, it referenced um, their previous stuff. And then I feel like when they dropped 
antimatter, it was like, oh, you have like a little bit of like synth popness to it. And then you still mm-hmm. have like the heaviness, like when the riff kicks in. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit. I was on an, um, I was working and uh, I was on like an all team meeting or something. We had to have our cameras on. And before that, I listened to antimatter probably like five or 10 times. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't even realize my camera was on. And I was just like bobbing my head like this. And my <laughs> director of the department, was like, I want to know what Jason's got stuck in his head. I'm like, oh, it's just a song. Uh you wouldn't get it you (laughs) You just wouldn't get it yeah no it's a total earworm and that that riff that just simple riff is like it's like been stuck in my head since i heard it and it's so simple it's nothing crazy about it it's just they figured out how to make everyone uh get down with that and it's awesome yeah no it's definitely like it's very catchy and it's it's not super i mean it's like simple enough where you're like as soon as it hits you're just like oh yeah immediate stank face yeah Mm -hmm. similar to it reminds me of one of the vibes i get from sleep token which is like do i mosh or do i like shake my ass because i could do either to this yeah (laughs) well i think like (laughs) i think it was last time you were on austin and you mentioned that um it was before take me back to eden came out and you mentioned like sleep token hits all these different genres or they try everything and they seem to excel pretty well each time and it doesn't yeah. seem forced, doesn't seem unnatural or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we haven't. Oh, no, we talked at, uh, we talked when I was in Minnesota. Yeah. Since yeah. that album came out about it. Yeah, that show's like a month away, a little less than a month. Ooh. Dude, I still can't believe you guys got tickets. I hate you. Dude. I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> I wasn't aware of like the situation until later. Yeah. That day. I, we, I just got them because we were on the mailing list and like got mm-hmm. the early access or whatever. Well, and we saw them this year. Was it this year? It was, uh, last, it was the, right before we moved. It was last year. It was like a week. We had okay. saw them before my bachelor party. Like a week it, before my bachelor party. In this moment? was that? Yeah, who, in this moment and nothing more. And yeah. no there seemed to care about them at all. Yeah. Like Leah uh, was up front, like getting really into it. And she said people were like looking at her like, who is this girl? Like <laughs> the band is weird and like whatever. And then they announce their tour. It's happening at the same venue. Sells out in a minute. Just crazy. Is it, yeah. Are they playing at the Myth again? Yeah. Yep. What's that venue like? I personally like it a lot. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's a shared opinion, but it has a nice big parking lot, which is like enough to make me love it. So. Yeah, dude, that is such a win. Like when I saw uh, Deborah's Prada for the Zombie Tour. I don't know if this is a Nashville thing, but like, there's a ton of bowling alleys down there, and there's venues inside of it. Oh, that's rad. I think there's like three or four. And um, we went to uh, my buddy Tristan and I went to the, the zombie tour and it was at this bowling alley and the venue was like kind of through it, like on the other side of whatever of it. But the parking lot was incredibly massive. I'm like, this is the best about yeah. any venue. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Maybe yeah, it's has a huge venue because it's right off of, isn't it yeah. off of like, is it off of 94 or 694 or something? It's right by Maplewood Mall. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's right off a major like highway. I don't remember mm-hmm. which. One. So wait, when is their show? That's in a month, two months. Yeah, it's the seventeenth, September seventeenth. Man, I just remember because I got the email the same day. I think you probably got it, and you said like, "Hey, Sleep Token's going on tour." And then the day the tickets went on sale, um, I noticed Minnesota sold out right away. I'm like, great. And then I was looking at other options, and I, the closest place was St. Louis. I was like, okay, maybe I could swing this. 
Um, and then like 20 minutes later or something, I clicked refresh and it was like sold out. And what the funniest thing was, was Twitter was blowing up about it. And the best meme I saw, it was in uh, Infinity War. And it's when <laughs> Peter Parker dies and like turns to dust. And it was like <laughs> sleep token tickets, sleep token fans. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really excited. And then the, the week before, uh, Gabe and I and Lee are going to Iowa for that Day Seeker Silent Planet show. Oh, they're coming here. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah that's I'm, cool that you guys want to go to Iowa and said that's awesome. Yeah, you know, four or five hour difference, that'll do it. It really is. Like, it's crazy yeah. because, like, it's still a nine hour drive. Yeah. Um, oh, well, uh, actually, it's eight and a half now because we move. We move in like 10 days, 11 days. Oh, yeah. What's also nice is, like, our house is like, or our new house is going to be like maybe 15 minutes from the airport. There you go. So, I mean, like nice. people fly in or something, it's like mm-hmm. you could stay, you know what I mean? Like you could fly in and then like we pick you up or vice versa. Like if people, like some of our friends want to like fly somewhere to just mm-hmm. drive at our house, leave your ho- car at our house or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, that's rad. Yeah, honestly, that's in, when is that sleep token show? Is that November or? There's a lot of pretty good tours going on right now. Yeah, there's a lot coming up too. A lot of them like to skip Minnesota. Yeah, too for real. I saw that August Burns Red one was coming here. I was like, I must be mistaken. It says Minnesota <laughs> on here. Dude, they're so they're so tour heavy. Like I love it that they are. Um, and I was gonna go. Oh, because that's what spite and brand of sacrifice. I bought my ticket right away. Yeah. And Crystal Lake. Yeah. Wait, hang that's... on. When it when is that? September <gasps> fourth. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so that's like my one year anniversary to my wedding. I'm gonna see if I can swing it. Um, Minnesota. Yeah. Dude, that'd be rad. I mean, if I can go up there, I mean, like our aunt Kelsey and I's anniversary is December third. If she remembers, maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, because. They're coming to, they're coming to Indiana. They're coming to like Fort Wayne, Indiana, which mm-hmm. the venue that that's in Fort Wayne is really really nice. Um, but it's still like a, I think it's like a three hour drive from from my house, mm-hmm. and I don't want to hit that. Like, first off, driving back after a show, like if it's over an hour, it's it's <laughs> pretty rough. It's dicey. Is dicey. Like when I saw, um, I was I went to Chicago and I saw Silent Planet, Gideon, and For Today, and it was like a three-hour drive back. I'm like, man, this is this is not cool. Yeah, you know. Um. Yeah, I'd like to go to the Silent Planet show too. I'm trying to remember when they're coming through here. Um. Oh, I'm going to see Petey. Oh yeah, nice. That's yeah, cool. dude. Yeah, he's he's coming through uh November I think it's eighth or something he's coming through Indy. Um actually Justin mentioned he might come down for it. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, him and he nice. said him and Sarah might try to come down, which would be cool. Um, yeah, for sure. I did want to ask you guys something. Do you feel like we're gonna get to a point where other bands are um trying to sound like sleep token because their sounds unique i mean sure they have all the different like 
genres they're hitting, but also like Vessel's voice and his style. You know, I don't even know what to call it. Like, I, part of me wants to say somewhat like poppy opera type of choir. I don't know how to describe his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think like bands are going to start to kind of try to mimic that with like the synth and and the rock and like try to include all different type of genres? Or do you think it's because or do you think it's Uh, because Sleep Token is so I think they're pretty big (laughs) um, that like it'd be obvious if someone's trying to sound like them. I mean, in the past, people haven't strayed away from it because of that. Um, ADTR. Did remember as soon as they hit off with the, <clears throat> I mean they weren't the first, the only ones, but with the pop punk, metalcore, hardcore, it got big real fast and got a lot of copycats. I don't know what Sleep Token. I mean, I'm, it's so unique, and to me they don't feel like, I mean they're kind of heavy based, but they don't feel like a dedicated like metal or metalcore band because of how smooth they are with everything and how non as simple as some of the riffs can be they don't feel typical so for bands to try that i'm i'd i'd think that they might but it wouldn't sound the same i don't think because they'd have their own tendencies and writing styles that it might i mean it may sound like a copycat but i don't know that they are so unique and original mm-hmm. and he's just uh, the guys they're writing are just masterminds that they blend everything so well yeah i um <clears throat> i'm sure someone will try i'm sure bands will try you know but like for me one thing i think about when i think of sleep token is how i kind of view them as like the template for it for their sound mm-hmm. Whereas, like i think of okay if you look just from a kind of a bird's eye view they like their albums have uh, electronic, hip hop, R and B, metal, jazz has all these things, but like when I listen to them, I'm not listening to it and be like, "Oh, cool, they did it like a little jazzy part." Or I'm like, I'm more like, "Wow, this is so incredible," and it's it's captured my attention so much that I'm not even thinking like that. So I just kind of am thinking like, "Wow, I'm just experiencing mm-hmm. this band," and then it's after the fact, like, "Oh, so that was kind of like a little jazz thing or like an R and B or a rap part," whereas like. I think most people who try to mix those things are trying to mix those things on purpose. And it maybe sounds like it, like here's our very distinct section with a rap verse or a very distinct jazz section or we're a very breakdown section. Whereas they just like, I think managed to write incredible songs with all of these genres and almost like make it seamless to where you can't even really focus on it right away. So I just feel like they're the template for that type of sound. So like for them to be copied is going to be really difficult. And I kind of think a similar thing like with Under Oath, like a lot of bands have tried to sound like Under Oath, but their Under Oath is the template. No one has ever sounded as good as Under Oath in their world of music. You know what I mean? So like that's kind of how I think of Sleep Token too. It's like people are going to try, but they're the template. Like no one's going to, I don't think, accomplish like what they did and without it seeming secondhand, I guess. A really good explanation. Yeah. Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've now that you've said that, like I've kind of had that a similar experience. Like when I'm listening to them, I'm not even thinking of the fact that, um, or okay, well, actually, so when when they dropped the summoning and they had that that tempo mood change, I don't know, like 
four minutes in, five minutes in, where it almost has that like that jazzy funk type of riff to it. That time I was actually able to be like, oh, okay, like that's a cool switch up. But other times, oh. like when I'm, I'm I'm listening to their music, I'm not even thinking of the fact that like, oh, this is a poppy style or whatever until right. after the fact. Um, I don't know. There was just something about like when when Take Me Back to Eden came out in May there is just something that like I haven't felt that way about an album in a long time and it could be the callbacks it could be like just the incredible songwriting um or the lyrics and like especially the callback in Euclid when um the night does not belong to God like that that little reference and I'm like yeah oh my gosh man like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of pretty sweet moments in music, but like that moment right there was one of those ones where like, I wish I could listen to this for the first time again. It was just so dope. Yeah, totally. You know, fun fact, Gabe and I were driving to Disney world when that album came out and we were yep. listening to it on our way there. Oh yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was like yep. on our way to like galaxy's edge, like driving in the car, like came out today, I'll get it. And we sat yep. in the car and we got <laughs> there and waited for it to be done before we went in. Cause we we're like, we got to hear this whole thing. Yep. So what did you, uh, Gabe, what did you think of the album? Uh, Big question. It's It's been hard not to listen, or it's been hard to listen to anything else in yeah. my daily life since that came out, honestly. I I tried, Antimatter's one exception, uh, but it's, for the most part, front to back, like it, it's kind of unfortunate for the first few songs that were singles that listened to them so much and I'm so used to them. And then the rest of the album came out and it's almost like they're even better than each of the singles. Um, so I, I tend to go like halfway through the album and just listen to that and then listen through over and over and over again. But I, it's, yeah, it, it's, it, it's mesmerizing. It, like song to song and how much they change. I think, I don't know, it may even be kind of a, a dopamine fix kind of a thing because it's like little surprises uh constantly happening even though i know it know what's happening like all of the the constant changes and excitement and riffs and sounds it's it yeah they beat almost anything that i could listen to right now for the most part and yeah yeah i mean it's, it's definitely it's definitely one of those moments where like i don't i can't think of too many albums that I liked cover to cover. Mm-hmm. This is a hundred percent one of them. One hundred percent. You know. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Dude, have you guys been? Um, are you guys caught up on Two Bears One Cave, or do you guys just listen every once in a while? Yeah, every once in a while. I think I'm fully caught up. Did you listen to Theo's episode? I did watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet um, because I'll, I'll try wa- like I like watching them on like YouTube. Like we'll we'll go, we'll go mm-hmm. to sleep. I'll just turn the TV on. I'll like pretty much turn that one on, or I'll turn on um, YMH or something. But like I'm just so happy Theo was on there because when he was when Tom was on this past weekend, like a month ago or something, he's like, "Hey, I'd love to do two bears." I was like, "Dude, please, yes, please be on there, man." <laughs> I feel like that was one of the better Two Bears episodes recently. And what's funny, it had, uh, within like a day or two, it had more views than 
Bert's episode with uh, Rob Lowe mm -hmm. that had already been out for a week and a half, like two days in, it already had them beats. And it was almost, yeah. I think in a week it had almost 2 million. Yeah. Videos, just on YouTube. Like, mm -hmm. like I, lo I love those two guys. I love Tom and Ryan Sickler together probably the most. Um, but like when Theo gets in there and you just like listen to both of them talk because like Theo is such an interesting person and the way he explains everything or just talks and Tom is Tom just laughs at laughs at some of the craziest wildest shit and well that's Theo so yeah so what else is new man like what do you guys um you got so when do you move in have you already moved in Gabe with Austin yeah 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 it was the 5th yeah saturday the 5th um of august got all settled in in well not settled in still settling in but everything moved in one day good old friend cody shively and my mom helped me move oh i miss cody just had breakfast with him today <laughs> yeah that's awesome i played at the playground with the kiddos and you know yeah it's been nice yeah i can hear gabe down there now I always was like, Gabe, should just come up and like share a mic. But uh, yeah, I thought about honestly it, but... thought I thought that's what was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna turn it on and be like, oh, hey guys. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been great though. I mean, I just I came from a camper, you know, so I'm like on cloud <laughs> nine with a three bedroom space up here, you know, and it's been great. Living okay. in the metro area too, which is something I've wanted for a decade. So Yeah, where, uh where are you guys at? Robbinsdale. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, that's pretty it's, awesome. Don't take this the wrong way. Like, I just don't ever think of that city. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. It's like yeah. I didn't even really hear of it until like because this is uh, Leah's sister's. Oh, house. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I had never even heard of Robbinsdale. I'm pretty sure until like <laughs> they bought this house, and we've been coming here for a couple of years now for family stuff. But yeah, so I don't blame you. That's good, man. Yeah, I um. So we moved, we're moving to a town called Plainfield, which is like 30 minutes west of like downtown Indianapolis. And it's on the border of another somewhat notable town. But it's one of those towns that like, they got like a, a lot of like good chain restaurants, like good, good places to like shop and whatnot. But like no one goes there mm. and it's safe. They have mm. like really good schools. So like, I'm really excited because um, for one, it's like a, a, much more square footage for like us and the three dogs and then like the baby and stuff. Um, but it is one of those towns that like people just like, Oh yeah. Like that's, that's over there. I'm like, yeah. Yep. And, and I'm glad you don't know it because like <laughs> the older I get, dude, I'm, I don't think I'm going to turn into like an old angry man, but it's like, I'm totally fine. Like not dealing with traffic or, dude, or the annoying chill, people. The yeah. chill burbs, like just out of the metro, is the best. Yeah, yes. that's where I want to buy a house eventually. Is somewhere in, in the suburbs. I just, yeah, best of both worlds. I think, mm -hmm. dude. Austin, how stressful was it when you were selling? So, so you guys lived in Isani. Yeah. So when you were selling that house and then going to the camper and then moving, like, what was that whole transition like? Because I kind of hate this. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, it's exciting, I, but it's also yeah. like, dude, I just. I just want, I just want it now. Like, like, we, like, like, can I just sign something? I just get it. <laughs> right. I did. Buying our house was my least, one of the least favorite things I've ever done in my life. I hated that. That was so stupid. 
and I'm not looking forward to doing it again anytime soon. But um, no, it was very stressful for a lot of reasons because it was, um, you know, you're cleaning all the time and having showings and all that stuff. And like, oh, there's a showing tonight. You got to pack up the kids and the dogs and that whole thing while also trying to lock in a lot of other things like because i before we were moving to florida we were trying to rent a house with gabe actually somewhere in the metro area we were just i remember that yeah seeing houses and showings and it just was like never nothing was clicking at all and clearly it was for a reason because we weren't supposed to be doing that at the time but um and then the florida thing kicked in and it just kind of became of like all right well now we got to figure out that move while also selling our house. And then we had some hangups with the house sale after the fact. So like some of our money, like our profits from it was held up for six ish months. Oh, damn. Uh, for a really dumb reason. So we were dealing with that while also trying to finance a, a move to across the country and buy a camper. So it was a very stressful time. <laughs> um, nothing really that awesome about it. Um, Except that we got to move down there and live like a dream for a year. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I guess it is more stressful in your position because like you move states away. Like for us, so yeah. so we, we 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 found a house, put an offer in, and then it was like, all right, well, there's already another offer. And then you go back and forth with like your realtor to realtor to the, the, the person who's selling. And they're like, hey, you don't want to do this. And then it's like all these little people you talk to. And then you're like, all right, well, we would like this. And then you do the inspection. And like all of these things. You're like, man, okay, this isn't cool. And then you have to get to the point where your house is ready to go on the market. And then when it's on the market, you got to be ready for showings. And we're in a pretty popular area. Um, we put the sh- We put the house on the market on a Friday. It was sold by Monday. So we had like, we had uh, like two showings on Sunday, two showings on Monday, and it sucked because it was right after um, school started back up. So Kelsey had to go back to work. Okay. So I had to make sure the house stayed clean. I had to get all three dogs in my car, and it, like keep them cool, and get the cat put away. And I'm like, all right, let's let's just do this. And it was like during the work day. So like I had to tell my boss and they're like, Oh, it's super stressful. No big deal. I'm like, cool. But like, I just had to like drive around the neighborhood or like drive into a parking lot and just wait. Yeah. Like, 30 minutes to an hour. And I'm like, okay, I'd like to get back to work. Yeah. Like yeah. I got to like do some stuff here. For sure. Um, but then, yeah, then the house, we got like an offer and it lined up time wise. It lined up with like the new house. Um, and then we have to like schedule movers and, and and it's just like we just want it to be done, man. Like yeah. the new house is gonna be sweet. Um it's three bedroom, it's got a front room and living room, it's like a bigger kitchen, it's an older house, it's got a good sized backyard with like a bunch of trees and like a tree line and I don't know, like a huge back porch and fire pit. So like it's really cool to like host and like have friends come over from Minnesota who I've known for years and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um but like <laughs> it's um like it's it's really cool, man. Um we're pretty excited. It's got a huge garage. Um yeah, we're just we're just excited to like get out of this this house and it's a nice house, but it's just it's just so small. Like Yeah. The new one we can like grow into it. Like this one, like we just definitely hit our maxed, you know? Yeah. 
So we should plan a trip, Gabe, where uh, when the baby comes, we'll drive out there and yeah, smother it. What? Well, we're gonna do. <laughs> um, we're gonna, okay. Well, oh. well, you know, you invite me later. I'm gonna smother it with love. You weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hugs and kisses. Psychos. Okay. We're actually thinking of doing our. I think we might do like our baby shower or something in November. Okay. When's but. the day again? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's the phone. Colin Kelsey don't have her number, but I'm... <laughs> Just she'll get like a random Instagram DM call. Yeah. Like, what the hell is this? Right. Um, It's January 23rd. Okay. I so... never remembered him either, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's cool. Another day. whoop de doo Oh, right. Tuesday. Um, also, because like a due date isn't never... Very rarely is it that date, so I kind of always view it as a time frame anyway. It's like, yeah, like the twenty third end of January. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, g- give yeah. or take like three weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, end of January, and it's then awesome. we're wrestling with like a couple couple names right now. So uh, we got the middle name picked out. The last name we actually had that set right away, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, Davis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she'll take show walter but the baby needs to show- Davis. <laughs> don't ask questions just how bad <sighs> thanks gabe um yeah it's crazy it's just it's it's so wild it is happening pretty fast like what are we in? coming up on september that's yeah dude i mean i yeah you said january i'm like wow that does feel fast but yeah, I mean, it's always like that. That's awesome. We're, we're almost like halfway through. Uh, she is 18 weeks tomorrow. Okay. Is that halfway? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Because like the first couple like weeks for like the first month, you know, it's just like, oh man, like this this is so weird. Like it's so small. And now you're like, oh, it's, it's yeah, it's there. There's a child in your belly. That there is weird man that's exciting man yeah we know all jokes aside though we should definitely plan that like when whenever obviously you guys are ready after the fact like we should just drive out there or something like in yeah. the spring or yeah if it's january spring once the snow goes away you can make a little trek and come meet the little little happy, little, little fella <laughs> little fella um, yeah honestly if we can even plan it around a show well i don't know i mean i'll have to see like <laughs> I have like a three month old. I don't know if Kelsey's gonna let me go to shows. Yeah, probably. We'll see. I'll stick around. See what it look. See what it looks like. You know, <laughs> worth it anyway <laughs> for a few months. Wait <laughs> till they look cute and they're scary at first. Do you think babies go through like kind of a little ugly phase? Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. There's a few exceptions <laughs> where it's like, yeah, that baby's been cute since forever, but that's not very common. I don't think there's always a little bit of a. Ugh. There's like a part yeah. where it's like, dude, that head is huge. Yeah, it's like you like double take, like Jesus. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. But oh, that's cool, dude. I'm excited. A lot of big things happening for you. House, baby, goodness. It's one of those things. It's cool that it's all happening right now instead of like being spaced out. But also, it really sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's actually the same exact thing that we did. We bought a house and had a baby like six six months later or something, and. So, yeah, doing house showings with that in mind and everything. A lot of stressful things going on. So I I can relate a little bit. But it's all fun. It's all worth it in the end. Um, I will say one thing. I'm a little disappointed that you guys are not wearing the chain. 
Um, I know I should have mine on. Uh, I'm going to be honest. From moving, I don't know where it is. It's okay. We should have. Oh, we should have coordinated. Kelsey, Kelsey, was, Kelsey, was rocking, Kelsey was rocking some like, definitely not the Cuban link, but some link chain the other day. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, and she's, she's already like kind of yeah. tan. So she has like that, that like, that look. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. The, the the diamonds shine a little brighter, if you will. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. Yep, I would say that. Um, so she she was hating on the chain, if I remember correctly. So she's coming around. Didn't it, Gabe? Did you like? One? I feel like she she showed me her phone and gave you like commented and said like, "So <laughs> don't like chains much, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> I think she's okay with it. She huh. knows that, like, first so off, sure. it's it's pretty absurd. Like, I got a, a diamond-plated, studded, rose gold Cuban link chain. It's dope as hell. It's not it's totally real. It's totally real too. So yeah, it's yeah. like, I don't know why she's upset. Yeah, you know, it's rad AF. That's pretty rad. Yeah, she'll come around. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, well, let me just put it this way: I know when I'm getting the baby. <laughs> <laughs> I have the gift picked out already. So <laughs> we were um winged out. We were at well, she was out shopping and I had to go grocery shopping, but like I stopped and met her and she was at, at Old Navy, just looking at all like the outfits and stuff. And um they had like the cute little like the little pants and the shirt and like the like the the hey dude shoes and stuff. And I was like, Oh, oh our, our kid's gonna be dressed pretty well. And we were talking about Devin, who's one of the groomsmen. Yeah. Um he was the first person that actually started to change once the photographer came in the room. Super weird. I don't know why he would do that. Um, Got a body and, like Devin's. <laughs> dude. Whatever you want. Dude. Are eight packs a thing? I guess so. They are now. <laughs> um, and we were thinking like, honestly, Devin's, Devin was like one of the most excited people when we told him because he has a, he has a six-year-old. Okay. Um, and uh, he was just so happy. He was like talking about like, man, you got to have this on the registry you got to get this the kid's gonna be doing this i'm like okay you're almost more excited than me <laughs> um not you know not suspicious at all that's fine um yeah. no but he uh we were thinking like he's probably gonna be the one to like get the kid like some vans and like some dope skinny jeans or something oh for sure yeah, uh, pro tip never be afraid to put anything on your registry because ryan uh angela's husband put a PS4 on there as a joke and someone got it for him. That's right. So, That's right. That's so, you that told me that. I was yeah, trying to think. I'm like, just, who told me that? Don't hold back. Nothing you can put on there is dumb. Just do it. it someone might, you know? <laughs> I was like, I wish I would have known that. Yeah, 70 TV scan. Dude, we... um. Okay, so... Gabe, I, I don't remember if I told you. I feel like I told you, Austin. So, so at work... um. One of the days I went into the office, uh, one of the engineers, he's a huge gamer. And he's like, hey, here's like my Xbox One. Like, you could just borrow it until you get like a Series X. So I'm like, I'm, I'm never going to get one. Um, <laughs> but like, but sure, I'll borrow this. And I ended up like buying it from him for like a hundred bucks. So like, I'm just on Game Pass all the time now. And um, I still got the PS4. But you guys both have a PS5? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Can you just pitch the cell? To me, like just, just tell me why I should get a PS5. And PS5s have me. outsold, uh, I think Xbox and Switch combined in the last few years. Okay, so, so 
Kelsey's gonna listen to this episode, so like, I need you guys to really sell it, okay? Oh, Kelsey's so, gonna listen to this episode. She, I think she listens to all of mine, which yeah. like, I guess is cool. Hate chains uh, much? <laughs> I feel like after the last time I was on your podcast, I need to like give all my jokes a disclaimer. So yeah, the smother joke was any disclaimer as a joke. Because I mentioned that joke on the last podcast about like Leah having a like a baby or something, and I had five messages from family. Like, oh my gosh, okay. Like, I didn't even know you guys would listen to this. One, two. How did you not get that I was kidding? Like, I don't. It was a whole thing, dude. It's so funny though. Side note, real quick. Let me get back on PlayStation's. Um, So, awesome. When your episode came out. It was like four times as popular as my other ones. I'm not saying I have like a oh. actually like my listen my my listens have gone up quite a bit over time. Like I've had this for about five months now, which oh, is yeah. so weird to think. But um like within one week I get a certain amount of, of listens, but then like Austin, yours, I was just hitting like like crazy. And it's probably because you were sharing a lot and you're a pretty cool guy. Um yeah. And then I hate to say, actually, I don't hate to say it. Kelsey's episode within like three weeks has out numbered you. She was the first one to hit a hundred. She was the first one to hit a hundred listens. She's cooler than me. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that she doesn't wear a chain. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we need to lose the chain, get more views. Do I edit that out? Kelsey, what have you done? No, she's downstairs sleeping, probably throwing up. (laughs) Wimp. Yeah, it's so rough. She's like throwing up, and I'm like, I'm, I'm over here eating like salmon, yeah, and like, like hard boiled eggs. She just, yeah. like, why would you do this to me? I don't yeah. know. You know, that's yeah, a weird roller coaster. That period of time, <laughs> like just watching your your beloved suffer, and you're just like, well, I'm gonna crack a beer. <laughs> Dude, there was one time I, I, I had. Um, I told her, I think on her episode, I was like, there was like one day, like I, I was kind of like hungover, my stomach hurt. And I was like, I'm just not going to say anything because she's going to sit there and freaking play the victim. Be like, oh, re- oh, 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 you don't feel good? Growing oh. a human. Uh. Oh, here we go. Whoa, cool story, you. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, PlayStation pitch. Game yeah, so PlayStation Red. 5, let's go. <clears throat> All right. You do have the Game Pass. PlayStation also has the PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. um, Premium. Um, where you can play like most of, if not all of their exclusives and um, AAA games. They have, it's debatable, but they pretty much have the, the better um, selection of exclusives currently, um, platform exclusives. Um, it's, it kind of performs better, it's all around better, you know. Controller. You get the controller are i mean people are kind of picky and choosy about controllers also um it's the favorite controller that i've ever used honestly out of everything it's my favorite controller ever um what's the worst controller of all game consoles of all n64 no i think no that that thing's a mess no the gamecube is a mess yeah but you it's centered around two hands the n64 had three horns on it yeah, like what? It what are you doing? What are we supposed like, to do? I hold it like a normal. It's like there's only one spot for that middle one to go. Yeah, but if you think <laughs> about it, the joy. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 
But, yeah, but but the joystick and D-pad both do the same thing, so it's more like an alternative. Depending on the game. Yeah. Some games, uh, the joystick was not compatible. Well, and marketed towards, like, preteens. What am I doing? Uh, I guess if you grow up, you get more used to it quickly, but... What was your thing, Jason? You were thinking GameCube? GameCube's controllers is disgusting. It is a weird one. The buttons are weird. Well, it's yeah. like the so there's like it is it's a two it's a two hand held whatever. Then you have a joystick here, mm-hmm. and then like th- two or three buttons here, and then like a one here, and then the triggers. It's just a weird. Oh, wasn't there a weird mini joystick, like a little yellow one or something? Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was weird. I think yeah. uh, Dreamcast had a weird controller too. Dude, Dreamcast had a freaking tablet as a controller. Yeah, it was like that a big. Shit was square. so big. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I see a lot of people talking about the PS5 controller being like their favorite. I feel like it's a common, I think, commonly, somewhat commonly shared opinion mm-hmm. of it, like being the better one. And also like the haptic feedback thing is pretty cool. Yeah. The game you're playing. Yeah. I, but Austin had a PS5 before me. And one of the things that he really, I don't want to say sold me on because I was planning on getting it. But that got me really excited was the haptic feedback and the resistance on the triggers. Like if there's a game that you're playing that has um, like. Uh, Jedi Survivor, if there's a force power that you want to use, but like your enemy's resistant to it, you're the one of the triggers will lock up and it like won't let you press so you can feel the resistance to it. Yeah, or you have to press harder depending on yep. too. Like the the bows in The Last of Us. Like you pull on the bow string and it's harder to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty, like shooting, shooting different guns uh, felt different on the triggers, like a shotgun or a rifle or pistol, whatever, it all felt like significantly different. I thought that was kind of cool. I will say, though, playing zombies with that controller, not a fun time. (laughs) If you are, like, if you have a shotgun on, like, not like Call of Duty Zombies, and you're constantly doing this, oh, dude, dude. that resistance, (laughs) dude, my fingers are getting so tight because you're shooting hundreds of zombies over, like, hours. It never ends. You're constantly shooting. So, like, if you're playing with, like, a semi-automatic and you're doing this, which I always had shotguns and zombies. So like, I'm just like resist. I'm like, my fingers getting tired. I got to like turn this off because it's <laughs> gotta, like wrap it up. But so that was kind of interesting, but it's still cool. I remember there... playing zombies with you guys once. And I think I definitely, oh, yeah. I was not that good. I was either falling asleep or I was drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah probably a letter, huh? <laughs> okay. So, so it sounds like I need to come back. So um, I'll get a PS5. I'll tell Kelsey after the fact. Okay. Um, As you should. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like we're moving and we need boxes and a box for PS5 is pretty good. Like I can fit like socks in there. Oh yeah. Um, lots of things, yeah. you know, lots of tons of, baby yeah, food. all of kinds of accessories. You can, you and can stuff. put baby materials in there in that box and the box has a plastic handle. So it's easy yep. to transport. Okay. Okay. So there, There is one thing. I'm just going to buy one right now, actually. Uh, <laughs> one thing, uh, that really has a big conflict in the the argument currently uh, with Microsoft having purchased Bethesda. Um, That is a kicker. If you are a Fallout or Elder Scrolls fan, just in general, um, you're you're either going to need to buy a a PC or a Xbox to play Starfield. Which that looks like it's going to be a freaking amazing game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that does hurt a little bit. I've got a PC. Yeah, so I'm a 
glutton for paying way too much money for stuff. Um, that and the PS5, so I'm covered. But if if those are down are in your alley, that that's going to be a tough tough decision. I'd ha- I'd almost have to tell you to go Xbox if you're a a Bethesda stan. Yeah, my buddy Eli is a huge uh, Xbox guy, and um, he was talking to me on Friday about Starfield. You guys could always swap, though, too. If there's a PlayStation game that he wants to play, you guys could trade off for a bit. Because it's not guaranteed that all of the Bethesda games are going to be Xbox exclusive. Like, Starfield is. They haven't said Elder Scrolls Six might be, but it might not be. So... It's going to be kind of tough to um, nah, just get a PS5. Yeah, you guys can trade back and forth. Um, I A couple weeks ago, I was up late playing, and uh, I ended up like pre-downloading the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. It came out on Friday. Oh, yeah. So hear me out, okay? When I saw it, I was like, oh, cool. I could just be, it's like a killer slasher video game. But it's online only. So you are either the victims or you are the family <laughs> going to kill the victims. So oh, like it no. could be us three. Like, hey, us three could be the like be the, the family, and we could like set up traps. Like, hey, I'm going around. Like you're talking online, so like it is kind of cool. Like that concept's kind of cool. Like you're setting yeah. up like traps and game planning. Um, it's not a game I would buy. Mm-hmm. So like I'm kind of kind of glad it was on Game Pass, but it just seems like I don't know. Like the graphics aren't that good. It's just. You know, nowadays, like if games are so expensive that like if I really am going to spend what I'm going to spend, like Hogwarts, for example, like that game is from what I've seen is incredible. I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's I good, can't yeah. like speak yeah. too much on it. It's great. If you want yeah. some good multiplayer games that we could play together, Gabe and I have been having fun with the Fortnite, like the creative modes. It's Which not like the Fortnite that everyone plays. Good at. How about that? Good at? I don't know. I like have never. I've played games with you like once. So I don't even know. Do you like Call of Duty? Like, are you good enough at that, or do you like it? Or, um, I can help. Like, I'm a good helper on the team. <laughs> <laughs> don't, Great don't, don't expect me in like the top three. <laughs> I can help. <laughs> well, no, the, I was. There's a new one coming out as always, and I don't usually get too excited about them. But the new one does have a zombie mode in mixed in with Warzone. So it's like you don't have to fight other people. The whole lobby works together. So we could squad up and play that. And I think that'll be really fun. Okay. But the Fortnite thing has been fun because there's all these custom games that Gabe and I have been playing. And last night we played a bunch of horror ones and we were just, yeah. I was screaming, dude. I was getting <laughs> scared. But it's just fun. It's kind of a hodgepodge of game modes to play and it's free. So mm-hmm. download that if you don't have it already. And we'll get after it. I'll probably down. I mean, after I move. Dude, yeah, do it, and we'll we'll all link up. It'll be super fun. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> I was trying to go to uh, Kyle Colby's show at 10K in September, but that just so happens to be like the day we close on the new house. Mm. He has another show. He like sent me his dates for October. He's got another show. Like, you guys ever been to Inbound Brewing? No, but I do uh... here quite a bit. I think it's like is it it's Minneapolis or is that in the North Loop? I think I've been there once a long time ago. Okay, so Inbound Brewing, he's playing there 
September 22nd. Of course, the day before Kelsey's 30th birthday. Oh, wait, no. Her, <sighs> birthday, is, her birthday is the 26th. Never mind. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, a lot of his shows, um, he plays so many shows, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But he's up in, like, the Fargo area. So he's, like, always playing around up there. He comes downtown every once in a while. He's never been to Serums. Oh, dang. Yeah, I actually just drove through there not too long ago because I I used to work right next to 10K. Um, I had to drop something off for my old job. but uh, And then I saw Serums and I was like, Ooh, you know what? That sounds pretty good and it's been a hot minute. Yeah, we went there um, last time I was up actually, like a day after the Minnesota reception. Mm. I think it was like 75 wings or something like that. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can get like um, I think they're increments of twenty five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like twenty five, fifty, seventy five, and I think a hundred. But um, it starts to get pretty expensive, shockingly enough. Yeah. What's nice? I mean, it's the best combo is going and grabbing some of that and bringing it over to ten k and sipping some beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. I think last time. It might have been the time that you guys actually met Kelsey was when we all went. Oh, um, yeah. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, but I think that was like 2021 Christmas time or something like that where we got wings and then uh, we just went over to 10K and had some beers. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Dude, I brought some beer home today and she just looked at it and just started like getting sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose. Yeah. Not my problem that you got a baby. In your be- Oh, I guess it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the next topic. It's all right. Next topic. <laughs> Look at that main affair. Dude, it's getting pretty long. Yeah. It is. I think I'm going to grow mine out again. Yeah. Until I get sick of it and change my mind, but I'm going to try. Well, I know when I chop it down, it's going to be. I'm going mullet, but it's going to be like yeah. stages of it. So I think the first stage will probably be Billy from Stranger Things, that like 80s type mullet, you know? And then uh, mine will never look as good as Gabe's. Yeah, Gabe's is pretty crazy how good it looks. I I personally don't think that mine will ever look as good as people think that it does. So That's all right. All you need is everyone else's validation and you're all set. Dude, you had the best hair at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, the dopamine from the compliments are the only reason that I got it. So <laughs> there you go. Like, it's oh, so, good it's stuff. so funny, man. Like, <sighs> like that night, I know we all went out to like the fickle peach and stuff, and that's when you met a lot of like my Indiana friends. And so many of them were like, um, your Minnesota friends are awesome. Like Gabe, incredible. Mm-hmm. Austin's amazing. Like it's <laughs> like, yeah, they're fun. they're they're pretty cool. All they're right. Pretty cool. All right. It was a super fun weekend. That was yeah. an incredible couple of days. Well, it was crazy oh. because didn't you oh. fly out? You both flew out. Oh. <laughs> Justin? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh. Okay, tell me, tell me that story again because wasn't it, I'm assuming it was the middle of the night or something and he was drinking or he was drunk? It was, yeah, it was that first night because before your wedding, we all got pretty tipsy at the uh, fickle peach and whatnot and yeah, it's a funny thing because it was middle of the night and I I woke up and just heard this noise. <laughs> I'm pretty 
I tell you it was Justin. I just hear like, oh, and like, I was like, what the fuck? And I like <laughs> up and I see him like stumble to like the bathroom. Like it's very like I just see this black shadow like just bouncing around. And I was like, oh god! And I didn't think anything of it. And went back to bed. And then, Gabe, I think you mentioned something or. Did I mention it? And then you said, like, you also heard it. Yeah, you mentioned it. And as, yeah, as soon as you said, it, I'm like, dude, I didn't say anything because I didn't think you were awake. I looked over <laughs> at you and you're like on your side, not moving. I'm like, I hear this and I got yeah. nobody to say it to. <laughs> and it turns out we were awake at the same yeah. time and both heard it and didn't say anything until the next day. And we just we've laughed about it ever since pretty much because it was a pretty hilarious noise from a unconsciously walking justin yeah <laughs> that was great didn't recall it whatsoever no uh, uh, uh. <laughs> but yeah that was that was an awesome weekend that was so much fun yeah honestly i mean some of my favorite part well it was good to just see like everyone together i've told a couple people it's almost like a movie where you're like oh or like like a TV show that's in like season seven or eight, you're like, Oh, this person's finally meeting this person, you know? And everyone just vibes so well. Um, we had no ties to the city or the town that the wedding was in. So like the bars, it's, it's a college town. So there's a lot of dive bars. And of course the one we went to, I don't know about you guys, but I probably had, I didn't get shit face. I did not want to do that. Cause I wanted to like kind of enjoy the moment, you know, and, and everything. But like, the Friday night when I saw we saw everybody and it's like we all went to that bar and it was perfect because it wasn't that packed. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much just our people. And I don't know what your tab was, but like I had like five or six beers and my tab was like 16 bucks. Yeah, yeah. it was cheap. <laughs> it was real cheap. It was good beer. It wasn't cheap yeah. like quality beer. It was great beer. Well, yeah. it was all craft beer. Yeah, like yeah. Every like it was all like a lot of Indiana craft beer and like and whatnot. But it was like, um, dude. And, and I remember talking to one of the bartenders in here, and I'm saying like, we've never we haven't been this busy in a very long time. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you're welcome. Gonna, <laughs> you're like we're all gonna tip you, so like yeah. just just keep. Did you keep them pouring? Yeah. Um, and then we went back there Saturday right after the wedding because Gabe didn't you walk there? Justin and I walked there. That was. Yeah, I I shouldn't have had any. I I don't think that I really drank anything at Fickle Peach, and that is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I was, yeah. I remember also getting like I had like seven or eight beers, and my tab was like thirty bucks, and it was I was like, holy crap! Whereas yeah. I had the Disney World prices of like it's fifteen dollars for like one beer, so I was pretty <laughs> yeah stoked <laughs> on that. But yeah, then the I didn't make it to the the outing after the wedding just because I had to get up and drive but that was also kind of a funny <laughs> yeah. funny turn of events yeah because what, what time was your flight early like uh like four or five or something so i we had to wake up in the hotel i had to we had to leave that hotel by 12 20 or 12 30 or something two two thirty or yeah i'm sorry two two or three yeah. it's like and when gabe I'm, and i all walked back to the hotel literally yeah i <laughs> set an alarm for two o'clock i was like oh, give me enough time to get ready and get out of here I wake up at two and uh, no one's in the room. And I'm like, oh, no, because Gabe had to come with me <laughs> to the airport. Yeah, I, I rode with him. So I was like, no one's in here. I'm like, oh, OK, great. And then literally <laughs> seconds after that, somehow the, them two stumble in 
super loud and drunk. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. And Gabe's like, well, if I'm ready. Yes, <laughs> sleep. Granted, I only slept like two hours. So it was probably yeah. anyway, but straight from um, Fickle Peach to our hour drive to the airport and yeah. an hour there. And then, yep. Yeah. And then I'm me and Gabe are in the airport. And it's, it was kind of sad because it was like, I, I came from Florida. He came from Minnesota. We hadn't seen each other in a while. I hadn't seen any of you guys because I moved and like, we all met up in this one place and then like here we are in the Indiana airport. I'm like, well, okay, bye. I'll see you. I see you next time. And like, he's definitely still a little drunk yeah. <laughs> in the airport. And it was just kind of like, I said goodbye. I was like, I, I hope it all works out. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you get home. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a pretty funny evening or just that whole weekend was hilarious, but yeah. Good times. Great. Good memories. Hey, Austin, you came down Thursday, right? Yeah, I stayed at your house. Yeah, and I had a I, fantastic I, afternoon on Friday. Because you guys left, and I just slept on your couch, and that cat cuddled with me. I watched Gordon Ramsay's Uncharted for like two hours. Dude, isn't that show the shit? Great show. Yeah. That was excellent. You guys just left. You're like, lock up, and I'll meet you in, where was it? Muncie? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. cool. And I just crashed on your couch. It was awesome. Yeah. And we went to that pizza place. What was it called? It uh, was called Grumps. You said it closed down? Yeah, it closed down. They didn't ex- exactly say why, but the next mm-hmm. restaurant that went in there, like when they were posting on Instagram, like, oh, so much cleaning to do. Lots of cleaning. <laughs> you got cleaning oh. here to do. Like, can't wait to open for you guys. We just got a lot of cleaning to do. I'm like, okay, there's oh. probably some type of health code. But you know what? Yeah. That pizza was so damn good. The so pizza good. by the slice. I don't care. Well, the brewery next door, like we went and got a beer with the pizza. It was perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the concept worked great because like the brewery would typically close at like 1 or 2 a.m., let's say. Like you'd stop pouring beers like, well, I'm going to go get a slice of freaking cheese pizza or pepperoni at 1 a.m. I'm set for life. Plus, that's the brewery that also does the venues of like, oh, yeah. concerts. And that's that's where Attila and uh, Gideon, Gideon are playing. Yeah. I remember you saying that. I was like, that's an insane thing for that show to be happening in that building having been in it i was like wow okay that'd well, be fun it's, it's small and it has like like the steel pipe pillars all over the place yeah. kind of like i mean station four had like that row of right of like, of like those pillars this is like all over the place like someone's gonna die yeah like, <laughs> and there's no barrier the, the stage is pretty much floor level it's right yep. in your face so yeah someone's it's a wild someone's venue yeah die. um I was actually going to go to that show, but I don't have any interest to like see Attila ever. Um, yeah. Gideon would be one thing. I've I've seen them before; they're mm-hmm. awesome. I saw them at like a larger venue, but I don't know what they would be like here. I'm gonna take a piss, so okay. I'll probably grab a drink. So I'll be right back. Okay, cool. I'll grab a beer too. Ah, <coughs> all right. If you're gonna okay. cough, leave the room. And <laughs> for your for your edits. Right. Wow. Okay, hey guys. Welcome back. We're here. Hey, we're back. I peed. Did you guys pee too? No, I did I not. A beer. Oh. Okay. Do you Ready? guys sit down when you pee sometimes? Uh sometimes. Okay, cool. I don't, but my new toilet is low enough that it <laughs> trying to find the perfect angle so that there's no splatter onto the tiles, but I might have to just start sitting from now on so I don't have to clean the floors as often. 
I'm just tired, you know? So I yeah. just like to sit down at, at any yeah. time. Yeah. And when it's peeing, I mean, there's a perfect seat right there. Yeah. So. Well, that's what sucks. Like in the middle of the night, like if I have to go pee, do you guys try to like just hold it and go back to sleep or does that just backfire? Doesn't work for me. Yeah. If I try, it never works. And I, I lay there in pain for like a while. I'm like, and then you're awake. You know what I mean? It's like, well, now I'm awake for an hour and then I go pee and then I'm awake from going pee. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. I think I'm just going to start just going into bed. Yeah. I think you should yeah. hey, get a, get some depends. Yeah. What are those? Like adult, like adult or senior diapers. Like, are they like, is it something like, hey, if I just go to sleep in this, it's like, oh, looking. Think puffy whitey tighties. Puffy whitey tighties. So they have a cushion? Yeah. They're absorbing, like, you know, so you can pee and it just fills up like a diaper would. And then does it get wet, (laughs) do you think? Not probably. Unless you overflow it. I mean, like, unless you, which that happens with little kid diapers, as you'll. I mean, it's it's probably going to feel damp. Because it's not like a big old cushion. I mean, they were doing it on, uh, or wanting to on, uh, is it where my mom's at with Christina P and uh, Doctor Drew? Yeah, they're joking about it, trying to do it like on the podcast yeah. <laughs> when they had to pee. I think I'd be hung up like mentally. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, like, I'm laying in my bed. I can't pee here. Like even if I. <clears throat> I don't. Know. I think it's kind of him with peeing anyway, though. Like, if I go into a bathroom and it's like way too crowded, I won't be able to pee. Yeah, it's too much pressure. There's a bunch of people waiting. It's like, no, I'll just hold it and suffer. It's fine. It's one of my least favorite things. Like when I go to like a sporting event or something, or e- honestly, even a concert or a show. And it's yeah. like you have the you have the urinals on the wall, and you just like there's a line behind me. I'm like, I know. Yeah, I know. Eighteen to twenty of these guys are looking at me. Yeah, they're all you know standing. I mean? They're waiting. Yep. and then I perform. and then I can't go, so I'm like, yeah. this is a waste of time. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to get a look too. Yeah. yeah, that's why I always grab a stall. Like that, that was the thing for us oh. at Florida. We went to Disney so much that I was like, I was like, is there always going to be crowded? Which turns out they're actually not always crowded. But I just like I'm just going for a stall just because like I don't have to worry about it. And there's big bathrooms there. So did you guys yeah. ever go to the Metrodome, like a Vikings game or anything? Yeah. You remember the, the troughs? troughs? Yeah, yeah, dude. I, dude, the first time I did that, I was like, I was a kid. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, this is this allowed? <laughs> like, 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 damn, Larry, hanging low. Over Everyone's penis are just hanging brain out here. <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, those were crazy. Yeah, that's funny crazy. you say that. I have not thought of that in forever but i have a specific memory of being at those troughs and looking around and like i was always going oh, guys. For the corner. i was trying to hit the corner like i because i could like turn a little bit um oh, honestly the only thing that's like just as bad as those is like those urinals that go all the way to the ground oh yeah those are weird those are yeah. really weird because it just yeah. it, and then it's like going you get the splatter like, on your shoes it's going yeah. to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Going to bathrooms with um, like toddlers once they start potty training is also a whole thing. That's just I've thought of that chaotic sometimes. But I thought of that. How do you like what? Do you just hit the stall up? Be like, all right. Yeah. So for Finn, he's uh, potty trained now, and he's four and a half. Um, So now that he can kind of fully do it, I just have to go into a stall with him. It's pretty easy now. Now I just get him in there, help him get his stuff off if he needs it. He does this thing, we get out. But like, 
in the learning process, it's like a whole thing. How long are you going to be in there? Do you actually have to go? And then before that, when they're still needing diapers changed and you're going into like bathrooms with them, if they don't have a changing table, like you might have to make shift and make something do, you know, but it's always feels gross. Cause like, if you're like putting them on the ground, like it might be the only option you have, but you try to put something under them and it's like, Oh, this is so nasty. Have it. It's yeah, my only it. option. I have <laughs> to change them, you know? So yeah, it's, it's weird. You just kind of like think outside the box and just make do and just know germs aren't going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Just, yeah. Builds up that immune system, I guess. So they say, but I have, I have a funny, I have a hilarious video on Leah's phone or no, my phone of uh, one of the first times we took the kids to Disney. I had to take Finn in the bathroom, change him. And I gave him my phone just like to play with yeah, because you need something to do. And he started taking a video of like uh, he's on his back. <laughs> it's like POV. You're getting your butt changed by Austin. So it's just me, like total POV, like legs up. His legs are up, and I'm just like changing. And you can see I'm like looking. I'm, I'm like swear. I'm like what the fuck. I'm like I'm like wiping, just doing the whole thing. And he has it perfectly on video. So you see me like in my natural habitat, dealing with changing a, a diaper. And then he dropped the camera on his face. And you hear him start crying. It's such a funny. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. It's great. That's amazing. So that's yeah, awesome. You're gonna have lots of fun experiences like that. It's gonna be cool. Yeah, dude. Um, so Rob, uh, you know Rob, he's the he's one of the girls. Oh, yeah. yeah. right? Facetimed us at the Minnesota. Oh yeah, yeah. She's like, "What's up, boys?" <laughs> um, so they, uh, him and his wife, just had their uh, second kid. Oh, uh, little baby boy. Congrats, Man. Rob. Congrats, when Rob. We, when we were over there, when they were changing the diaper, immediate pee stream. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, dude, like, never happened to me. So I can I can say after two kids, I never really. Been, yeah, I was like, oh, it's gonna happen all the time. I was ready, and it not once has it happened to me. But okay. it's happened to Leah a ton, <laughs> and I don't know why. Like, she had like projectile <laughs> diarrhea sprayed on her. From that was what. Cool. Dude, I was in the bathroom here screaming. I come out. She's just like, like, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Anyway, I was busy. (laughs) Anyway, back to my shit. Anyway. (laughs) When is your next Minnesota trip? Well, it was going to be in September. And then I had to like, I had to buy a house because. You know, I'm not oh, like one man. of the poors or anything. Um, <laughs> Plebs. No. Poor pieces of shit. No, I, um, we were going to do September. We we're going to do like a baby shower at my mom's house. But oh, okay. um, we're, I think we're going to move that around. Um, I'd like to, I mean, I'd like it to be pretty soon. Because uh, we wanted to do it for her fall break. But she only gets like four days for fall break. Okay. Um. So uh mid to end September or or possibly in October. Um because I was thinking like <clears throat> if, if I'm up there in October, we could go to inbound brewing on or no, that's September. So September twenty second. That's that's for Kyle's show. We could probably go there. Um Yeah. But that's like a week after you close. You think you'll be in Minnesota? No, that's like that's like three weeks. Oh, I thought you closed around that time. Never mind. I closed. I closed on the first. 
Oh, on the first. Sweet. So like then we're in and it's like, all right, cool. We're a little settled. The first thing I really want to do though when we close is um and I've been talking to Lowe's, I just need a privacy fence. Oh yeah. Um for sure. You know, just for like the dogs and stuff. Like it's easier just like, I just want to open the door, boom, go, get out. And yeah, I get to do that for the first time ever <laughs> in this house. I've never been able to do that until now. No shit. Oh, well, okay. Obviously, we had the camper. Right. So, was, I've along the whole time I've had dogs, at least on my own, like my two dogs, has been putting them on leashes when they have to go potty, waiting, standing. Now it's the first time ever I can just open the door and they can go. And it's like a liberating feeling. <laughs> Dude, it was wild. So, at this house, when we had, we had just a chain link fence. Oh yeah, that's what ours is for a very long time. But like uh, Odin, German Shepherd could just hop right over it like it's Mm. nothing, which is impressive but also alarming. Totally. Um, like he would stand right in front of it and just like like Mm -hmm. a deer, which is cool. But um, when Lowe's came to install the privacy, they like ripped the chain link up, put the posts in, and then they had to let them set for like a day for like the concrete. Well, that day turned into like ten days, mm. like like about a week or something. So like every every morning, anytime I let the dogs out, I'd have to get the leash and go outside. Yeah, and just like stand there, and it really sucked because like we have an alley right there, and it's kind of like a sketchy, like it's not like a, a sketchy neighborhood, but like there's some people where you're just like, you know what? I'm not going to invite you to my barbecue. Like they're just, yeah. like, they're just there's, there's some, there's some weird people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like our neighbors, both sides, cool, awesome people. Um, but like with the alleyway there, I'm like, this is completely open to my house right now. Like you could just walk off the alley and just walk through my backyard. Cause there's oh, no yeah. fence there. Totally. But I mean, they're letting out three dogs on a leash. So yeah. you have, you have two. Yeah. And they're little ones. So it's not like the, it's not. It wouldn't be like you, like having to have bigger dogs and leashes. That's a, that's another level. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Having that in your, your new place is going to be awesome. Yeah, it'll be cool. And like, I mean, once once we get that in, it's just easier for either Kelsey or myself. Like, if if I take a trip to Minnesota for a week, she can just not have to worry about anything. Let the dogs out. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of trees and like a good tree line and everything. So I'm curious how the fence is going to get installed, but that's why I'm paying Lowe's to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Nice. Well, yeah, dude, when you, uh, next time you do come to Minnesota, you have to come either check the place out or stay. Welcome to stay. We could all yeah. go hang and, uh, there's a brewery yeah. like in walking distance, uh, I guess. I haven't seen it, but yeah, we, yeah I've got a futon. So, yeah. Open bed. It's oh, real comfy. Yeah. I'm down. My couch is pretty comfy too. Well, even if it's you and Kelsey too, we'll we'll make it where we have air mattress. No, just, no, no. <laughs> Boys, guys night. GNO. <laughs> guys, <laughs> night. guys night. A guy's night out. Guys night. But, uh, or she could if she would want to hang out with Leah too, she could, and we could all still have our guys night out. Or we'll make it yeah, up. She's, ne- she's never met uh, she never met Leah. At all? She wasn't so. she at the well, maybe Leah wasn't at the 10K thing, actually. Nope. Wow. Okay. Well, 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 okay. Also, I've seen Leah once, probably in the last uh, like 10 years. Nah. Yeah. 10 years? Yeah. So, because, well, I've lived out here for, for seven. 
Um, probably been okay. seven. So let's, so let's say seven. Yeah, let's, just, let's say seven. But it was. Um, let's not get dramatic. I came over um, after. What's that brewery in Elk River? Oh, I hear. Yeah. So, so the three of us met there, and then I went over to your house, and that was like the first time I've seen her. Oh in yeah. Very long. I mean, time. I guess you're probably right. I mean, it, since you've been out of state. Anytime you do come, it's usually just all of us guys getting together. Yeah. I suppose, so that would make sense. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you guys are welcome to come stay here when you come visit or do you even just check it out and we can hang? That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, same to you guys. Like, we'll have enough. We're, we're upgrading to like three bedrooms now. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, one of them's a nursery, but then we have a living room and front room with like couches. So, like, there's definitely space for people to come visit. So, yeah, well, I'm serious about coming out, uh, Gabe, if you want to, like in the spring. Absolutely. Once yeah. you're settled after the baby you know, for a while and we can come invade and hang out with you. Yeah, man. That'd be, That'd be cool. awesome. Be right. You can drive or fly, I guess. Spirit Nine Airlines. Hours. Actually, no. Um, was it Sun Country? Is Sun Country like a Minnesota-only airline? No, it's just where they're from. <clears throat> they're local. They're based out of Minnesota. My sister works for them. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. that's perfect person to ask. Because when I, last July, actually, when I flew up to Minnesota, I took Sun Country because I found like 150 bucks or something. And it was front row, like up against the window. I could like choose my seat. I got a free drink. And then like all the drinks were like surly. Summit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, there's definitely some type of Minnesota reference here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You get a discount. On, like if you buy whatever their Minnesota things are like a dollar cheaper on on their flights for some reason, but nice. They do. Yeah. Dude, Gabe, was that your first time at galaxy's edge? Yes, it was. Okay. Walk me through your experience. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Another oh. Trip we have to plan by the way, a trip there with you guys. Yep. Cody Shively as well. Yep. Um, well, we talked about that before, and I think I don't remember if we said like, "Hey, don't tell Cody I'm going." Oh yeah, there was something like a surprise, like a random. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Anyway, Gabe, continue. <laughs> Sorry, Gabe, carry on. Onward. Um. Onward. Uh, let's see. It's. I don't like. Um. Show off my my love and my for how long I've been a Star Wars fan, like. Austin definitely shows it quite a bit more, um, but it has certainly been like since I was six or seven. It's like Star Wars above everything else, minus God. Um, and to be that experience is just—it's amazing having all the workers in character, an entire park full of shops restaurants little activities is just the immersion into it was amazing like kind of hard to describe but like feeling like you're in a spaceport it was and even some of the rides um rise of the resistance um you're like riding around and it looks like you're inside basically like a a building made out to be like the inside of a a spaceship a starship and the detail on everything when you there's you're not going through every single door but it just 
every little bit added up and it was just i didn't cry but i probably could have gotten close like it was an amazing experience it's a theme park it is but to have all of that like i said the people in character it just <sighs> being able to walk through um the the falcon the millennium falcon ride essentially like being inside the ship and it yeah it was amazing it was a dream come true it was yeah i didn't the one thing that i'll have to wait until that i wanted to wait until more people could go especially cody was uh um the lightsaber building so i didn't get to do that and i know that like that that'll be even more uh pull on the heartstrings a little more um because i know that's quite an experience but even aside from that it was just walking through i mean being in that decor that environment just feeling that setting was amazing it's like wow i it legit felt like you're somewhere else and it was yeah it was absolutely splendid it's wild because like I'll see obviously Austin. I feel like like you and the fam went, I don't know, three or four times a week. So I feel like I was always looking at your Instagram stories and yeah. just seeing it. It looks incredible. And like you could hear the sounds and everything in the background, but um I'm picturing kind of what your description was, Gabe, where it's like when you're there in person, like it's a feeling you can't really describe. Mm -hmm. You just feel it's almost like surreal. You just feel like and like everything just kind of like you just feel like you're in a different world, basically. Yeah. Since I was a little kid, like the only thing that I could think of, like the different universe that I could choose to go to beyond anything would be a star wars like apart like i mean i love my friends and family like to death but i mean if i could go and live in star wars in a blink it would be a hard decision i might have to do it like <laughs> that's that type that universe it it has yeah it's i i'm sure austin could put it more, a little more eloquently and totally understands where i'm coming from but it's just this amazing universe and history and lore and that was like the closest getting to like the dream of living in star wars in that universe and it just yeah it plucked that heartstring it was it was awesome yeah, i don't have like, too many better descriptors for it but i know kelsey and i have talked about going but i've, I've been pretty upfront and said hey my first time going to galaxy's edge is it's gonna be with my boys like yeah yeah you're cool and all but, uh, <laughs> and Austin, I don't know if you had this experience because I know you went with your dad. And it's like one of those things where we're all the same age. So, you know, Star Wars was probably like most of our parents, like that was they were alive when that movie first, like yeah. when, when it came out. Mm -hmm. So like when I first watched it, it was with like my parents and my family and stuff. So like when I'm going there, I'm just picturing like, oh, my gosh, like I'm. Like walking the Millennium Falcon, dude. What? Mm. Like, yeah, it's freaking wild, man. Yeah, it is cool. Like, yeah, and like, you know, yeah, being able to go like with my dad was cool because obviously he's the one who like showed me that stuff growing up. Um, 
and like my whole family i mean my son too like being there like with my son is just like crazy like me and him there's one of the rides there that like leah didn't like to go on because it kind of get a little motion sick but finn and i would love it it was like our tradition every time we go you know him and i would just go on that ride by ourselves and it's a ride i remember going on as a kid when i was almost his age so it's like kind of surreal in that way too to be like taking him there um but yeah no it's a whole hard to explain thing i think i gave i i, I kind of tell people that a lot with like just disney world in general obviously me and the family are pretty into it we go quite a bit um and i think anyone who hasn't been probably looks at that as like oh so it's like valley fair like six flags or something like that it's just like cool rides. it's, it's just not no the rides honestly are like the least cool part about it it's like yep. it's just something about being there it's just it's the atmosphere sights sound smells everything. Mm. so yeah definitely definitely something we'll have to get on the books uh with you and get cody in there too and yep that'd be a whole party okay so let's say if i was budgeting right now like what are we thinking? Like a four day, five day weekend or, or okay. Well, that's longer than, so I said like a four day well, weekend to go. I having done it in, I spent two days. I would suggest a solid, like full three days in the parks, at least if not a little more, if we wanted to go venture more, but like yeah. two days was enough for me at the time, but I would have loved to spend at least another 12, 14, 16 hours in the parks. Okay. Yeah, I think two is basically like want to get the essentials done, we'll do it. Two is good. Three is like get the essentials done and take it in a bit more. And anything after that's just bonus. But yeah, I think three days is the ideal way to do it. It's almost like this um for our honeymoon, we went to this incredible like all inclusive resort in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't I feel like Kelsey's mom saw it on TikTok or something, but like it's 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 one of the more notable ones and it's it's so incredible. Um, with everything that's included. I mean, I've never done an all-inclusive resort before. So it's one of those things where, like, all right, is three days enough? Like, to your point, you're like, well, day one, you want to see... This one has, like, a lot of different, like, different, like, trips or parks and stuff included in the resort. Um, So it's, like, day one, you want to get a feel of the place. Day two, like, you do some of the things. And, like, day three and four, like, relax and get a feel of the place. So, like, it almost sounds like it's kind of like that for Disney. Or at least yeah. in, in, in your guys' experience. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just a it's a growing thing. There's so much to do. But like, yeah, the longer you stay, the better it is. Because it's there's so much to appreciate there and so much sensory overload that's like the longer you can be there, the better. And um but yeah, no, I think yeah, if you're trying to budget, I mean, yeah, it depends on how long you go and where you stay and stuff, but we'll be able to help keep it on the cheap as much as possible. But I do also kind of say like just be prepared to like spend a lot of money on food, right? Not just prepare for it and enjoy it instead of like not be prepared for it and like try to kind of be like maybe cheapo for the rest of it. Cause like the food and drink there is such a big deal. So it's Mm -hmm. like, just save up to spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. It's expensive, but it is good and it's fun. And I feel like maybe some people are caught off guard by how expensive it can be, but I just think plan that into your budget. Like, well, dude, it's like, it's a lot of money experience. Yeah, so it's like if you're like yeah. I'm not saying like fall out or anything, but it, but it's yeah. like hey, like you're who knows the next time you're going to be in this place, you're right? You're yeah, you paid like, all this sure, money to like, get there. Get 
sure get another beer get like a freaking side of mini donuts i don't know like like right. just do it it's an extra 10 bucks or 20 whatever you know yeah, right so yeah in, in a situation like that just be sure be a little you know a little frugal yeah well everyone's situation is always different but i'm just like man if i'm gonna go on vacation like i'm gonna i'm gonna be on vacation i'm gonna be worried about stuff you know so it's good to like prepare and go ready, but yeah, it's a good time, man. Um, so Gabe, when you guys went, did you just see Galaxy's Edge or did you see anything else? We went to so we did Hollywood Studios okay. uh one day. Um, and the other day was Animal Kingdom. Um or no, we, uh, yeah. So then we hopped to Epcot. For yep. some of the other things. So I yeah, I added on the the park hopper. So um from nine until two or ten until two, however long we were there for, probably nine, nine to two each day in the main parks. And then he'd bring me to to Epcot or like kind of back to the other park um on the second day. Uh because we had to we <laughs> uh in uh, Animal Kingdom we were going on one of the avatar rides and somebody burnt a bagel in a toaster and it set the fire alarm off and we had to get out of the building. Yeah. I've never seen that. That was crazy. That that's <laughs> Yeah. It was literally Ryan started the fire. For I was just dude, immediately thinking of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we waited. It was, it's like the premier ride. One yeah. of the premier rides of all of Disney is this avatar ride. Like it's my, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love the Star Wars stuff, but that one might be my favorite ride. I don't know. Like, it's that good. It's a blast. So we're in line for that a long time, mind you, 70 minutes or so. Yep. Actually, isn't that long for that ride, but it was longer than we were expecting it to be. Are you guys uh, fast pass people? Uh, We don't pay for it. No, we kind of know how to just go at the right times. Okay. Well, that's smart then. That is smart. Yeah. But um, yeah, we get on the ride finally after all that waiting. 10 seconds into the ride, the screen goes yellow and they, the fire alarm goes off and we're like, you've got to be shitting me, dude. <laughs> and then they typically, when that stuff happens, you get to go up and get like a pass to come back later. And they weren't doing that. They were just like, yeah. no, it's an emergency. So we don't have to do that. And so we did all that for nothing and then had to go back the next day to ride it. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, that kind of ate up some time, but. Yeah, the Avatar stuff is to me is like just as good as the Star Wars stuff. Like it's it's a really awesome thing there over there. You Mm -hmm. mentioned that uh, last time you were on. We uh, we're kind of in like a position right now where like we're just waiting to move in a way. So like we have some downtime to watch some movies. And um, the other night, I don't know why we didn't start it. Oh, she probably threw up or yelled at me or something. (laughs) Talk to me about like. Said something like I don't pay ten- any attention to her. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> something about her feelings. I guess. Yes. Well, we were gonna watch uh Way of Water because I still haven't seen oh it yet. Dang. I haven't either. Yeah. Oh, dude, Gabe, we gotta watch that one soon. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you want to come to Minnesota, you can join us. I got a projector. So well, I'm actually trying to come to Minnesota to um well for a couple reasons, but uh X Men ninety seven is coming out oh. soon. And yeah. uh, my buddy Cam, uh, him and I are huge X-Men fans, especially of like the original show. And they haven't like dropped a release date on that. And I was like, hey, man, we should like watch that when it comes. Out. I was like, oh, like a video party. And I was going to be like, no, like I'll just 
plan a trip around it or something. Yeah. I don't know, you know, but um, no, I'd be down to watch it. How long is Avatar? Is it three hours? Yeah. It's really good. I liked it a lot. Um, speaking of trips, still waiting for us to talk about uh, going to New Zealand for a Lord of the Rings trip, but that's fine. I'm going in 2025, actually. No shit, really? Yeah, for our 10-year... Well, it's Lee and I's 10-year wedding anniversary is this October. But we're going to do the New Zealand trip in 2025 to kind of celebrate it a whole year and some after. But <laughs> it's just the best timing kind of works out. So so did you do like the full... I want to say years ago, you and I were actually looking them up. Like we might have like looked at... Some, like when we worked together at... Um, was it crew two? I think crew two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, looking like looking up the packages or whatever, like vacation things. Over yeah, there? yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did. There's so much to choose from. They have some that last, um, 40 days, 40, like a 40 day Holy crap. plan. Yeah. Um, not as expensive as you'd think. I don't remember what it was, but I was like, yeah, that's a lot of money, but not for 40 days. Um, but anyway, the one we're looking at is a five day, um, it includes like going to see the Shire. It includes um, hotel, food, and transportation, and all this stuff, and a bunch of the other tours. So, yeah. I mean, if you can find like one of those those like packages where it does include those, especially if it's like out of the country, that helps mm-hmm. so much. Because yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to drive over there. <laughs> They're no. on the other side. So, so the Hobbiton movie set tour. This one is. How many days is this guy? Wow. Okay. Not as expensive as I thought. Yeah. It's the, a trip to New Zealand to do this. Like the most expensive part is the flight. Yeah. All the stuff that there is to do there isn't really not that expensive at all for, for what you're getting. But the, a a trip there is like a $1,500 ticket. So (laughs) round trip, I think it can ebb and flow, but. Yeah. So that's the biggest expense. Honestly, like that. I mean, it's like triple or quadruple the amount of like a standard round trip ticket, like in the U.S., depending on. Right, but you're going like you're going like across the world. Right. So for it to be like four times more than a standard trip ticket, like makes sense. But it is still a lot, I feel like. But uh, it can also be like 2000 sometimes. I hear it, it can go up and go down. So have you guys flown overseas before? No. I just, I've, yeah, I've just flown to Mexico, which isn't really, I mean, we went over the ocean, but I don't think it counts. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's it. No, when we flew to Israel, um, it was like a 11 or 12 hour flight. That's a while. Yeah. It just, just, you're just on a plane, just stuck. Right. I think, uh, I've looked up a lot about like Air New Zealand and stuff, and they have this super awesome, uh, in-flight video you can look up on youtube you should totally watch it it's amazing um it's all lord of the rings hobbit with like tons of actors in it it's it's really cool um i think their their planes are you have like a lot of room in every seat i think because it's like a 16 hour non-stop like something like that so and they also are loaded with all the Lord of the Rings movies, of course. I was going to say, yeah, like yeah. I would even if they weren't like I would make sure I'm set up where I could because if you watch. I mean, they're all three hours ish. And if you're extended, it's more than it's all yeah, four you're hours. upwards to like 10 to 12 hours, you know, just yeah. on that. And 
like the flight. Gosh, the flight's probably like 15, 16 hours, maybe. Yeah, I think they, they say that the trilogy is perfect, the extended trilogy, because it covers the majority of that time. Yes. So it's like they say that it works out perfect. So, yeah, I'll have to send you that video, though. It's It just gets me excited to go every time I watch it. I don't know that mm-hmm. they still use it or not, but it's amazing. Did you guys like Rings of Power? I did, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Yeah. I think I was like stuck in like a comparison mode. Yeah. Like I try not to be in, you know, like, I mean, I'm always going to think of the original and it's not like fair to do that. So um, I do want to rewatch every, like all of it just to kind of get like a better glimpse at it, you know? Mm hmm. Well, yeah i enjoyed it. I, I kind of just like went into it with the mindset yeah like yeah they were limited in some of the things they could do and you still gave us a lot of really cool things to see on screen i thought so what were they limited in well just like they're the tolkien like estate the, oh, yeah, the, okay, the yeah. rights are allowed is so specific and interesting like so I, I think there's like a ton of stuff in the silmarillion that they're pulling from but there's a ton that they also can't use so it's some weird thing like that. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they they were like the oh, like isn't it anything like, from before the second age was like off limits or something like that? Well, it was. It had something to do with I want to say like annexes or like references. Like, like it, it, it. Yeah, yeah. Appendices like not none of like the main stories within the Silmarillion, but they had to like base it off of. The, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Did you read that book? I tried and failed very quickly. It's, I remember <laughs> when you were here. I said like, "Hey, uh, Kelsey actually picked this book up for me," um, and you were the first one to tell me like, "It's it's rough, not in yeah. a bad way, but like it's it's a tough it's a tough read." A lot of lineage stuff, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a few friends who are like they're like Lord of the Rings purists. Like they hated the rings of power for the most part. I mean, they love the movies, but anyway, different conversation, but like, they're just really into it and they're huge bookworms. They read all the time. And like, even they read the summer and were like, you'd probably, I wouldn't read it. <laughs> that's like, the, <laughs> that's like their, uh, their response usually. So I'm just kind of like, I don't think I'm going to, I'm okay. I felt like, I mean, obviously when rings of power came out, it was the same time. Um, House of the dragon came out. Yeah, and fantasy overload and Witcher. I'm pretty sure season two was season two. Time. Yeah, um, I felt like, and I don't know if it was my algorithm or or what, but um, it seemed like a lot of like online comments, a lot of the Rings of the Power or Rings of Power um fans were almost most of the comments were more so like defending it, being like it's just as good or it's it's it's, it's really good. Um, like they were almost insecure with the fact that like it didn't have the same type of hype or the same like views as House mm-hmm. of the Dragon. I liked House of the Dragon more personally, but but I, I like that style more. I like a little more of yeah. like yeah. brutal. I like incest I like world a little. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you know, like 
It's just a question. I mean, no, yes, no. It's <laughs> a question. Answer's no, taking no. a long time. <laughs> no, no that's, that's, that shit's gross. Um, but I, I just, I've always liked the Game of Thrones world and everything. Yeah. It just, it's a little like darker, you know. Um, sure. Honestly, I don't care. Like, if, if they cut out all of like the sex stuff, that's totally fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like the, the more brutal, um it's definitely more bulger but um i don't know i've just i've just been drawn to that more so i preferred yeah. house of the dragon more i think i did too honestly i mean i i liked house of the dragon more than probably the first three seasons of game of thrones yeah besides well no it's, i mean just maybe first two seasons but i thought it was great i was really sick mm-hmm. that show yeah. um I, I yeah as a big lord of the rings fan i think i like that one more too Plus, I had this weird vibe, and like it, it, it was similar to like when The Hobbit came out, and I didn't read the books, so I can't really. I don't think like my opinion has a lot of weight, but um, I just did not like the look of the dwarfs, or like they just looked very animated with like the very over the top. Oh, like, yeah. but I, I but i have this feeling or i believe that in the books it was described like hey they looked this certain way so maybe they were just trying to kind of match what the description was in the books i don't know yeah i read the hobbit i mean i don't super remember a whole lot but i know that that movie had quite a nightmare of a production situation so like there's like a whole whole story about like why it kind of like maybe didn't land as hard as lord of the rings yeah and it's basically, you know, Warner Brothers messing everything up like they always do. But Ooh. Guillermo del Toro was originally supposed to direct those movies, which would have oh, been, uh, been dope. And absolutely oh my God. to see. Oh, like, yeah. He was so excited about it. And Warner Brothers kept effing things up over and over. And he finally had to leave because of delays. And Peter Jackson didn't really want to direct it. And they were like, well, you got six months to do these movies or something. It was something crazy amount of time. And like he almost died. Like from like an ulcer from like stress, so like Jeez. I I think the Hobbit gets a lot of hate, but then I'm always like, yeah, but man, dude, that dude went through hell to like give us what he had time to work with, and like I I respect him for that at least. The, the big it, thing yeah, for me is wild. the CGI of the right. horse. Yeah, that's the that's big like thing where I'm just had like, time come for. on, right? You know? Yeah, that was that was like the only thing they had time for us. That's why there's so much of it because he was like, I can't, we don't have time to set all this up any like we did for lord of the rings because they they aren't giving me that time basically yeah so it's really annoying it's like a really depressing thing to watch but mm-hmm. the whole behind the scenes thing covers it pretty well and um, um are you guys following the uh the writer strike at all i had not, not really okay i don't know exactly all like what exactly is going on but um it sucks like as a as a fan of you know film um everything just is constantly delayed now or things are getting announced so i wasn't sure if you guys knew like what's the strike about money money and concerns with ai ai writing like they want to make i i think i don't want to speak for them but i i feel like that's tied into it a bit too like they don't want um the potential for ai written scripts because they can there's probably a little bit of um creative property or written like security for what people have written so that 
it can't be taken and used as a model for AI so that they can just replace that person in their writing style with an AI. Okay. Um, so I think I want to say it, it's based in the pay, um, which I think rightly so to an extent, um, as far as I know. But I think there is a bit of like the AI concern in there too that they want to get tackled before it gets out of hand. Are you guys um, concerned that like AI is going to take over music in a way? I don't know. I don't know if I'm concerned. I guess I haven't thought about it much, but um, I I don't know. I feel like right now it's really close to being in that position, but I feel like everything I have heard that is AI is like still noticeably off in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. So I think we're not quite there yet, but no doubt that we're on the way. But I don't know. I guess I don't feel like i'm in a place to be all that concerned about it but i i also have no reason to like prefer it in any way so i don't know maybe not concerned that was probably a bad choice of words but it's just like have you guys like thought about it at all like Mm. like the direction that's kind of yeah yeah i haven't really but i i feel like every time i perceive anything that's like bad news or like oh this is gonna happen it's like yeah well everything sucks anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i think i'm becoming complacent about bad news yeah um no i was asking because i uh i so so i work from home and uh i'm able to kind of like do my work and listen to like podcasts and whatnot and i was listening to uh post malone on joe rogan I don't listen to a lot of Rogan. Like it, it it's kind of like guest. It, it depends on like who's on there. Yep. Um, and um, I mean, similar topic. Like I know as as someone who does podcasting now, like I I have a, quite a few friends who are like I haven't listened to this because like I don't know that person. But like, dude, I I promote anything. Like if you don't know, like if if I have friends who don't know you two, like I want them to listen to this episode. You know, but um. Someone with a platform like Rogan, it's probably a little different. But I was listening to Post Malone's episode and he was mentioning, uh, he's like, I'm honestly scared of like AI and music. Like what's what's to come? Like, because you can alter so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and th- there are, I don't know how good they are because I haven't like listened, but there's at least one like AI, like full AI rapper, I think, or artist. Um Danny Brown has talked about it, I think, a little bit on his podcast, <laughs> like here and there. I just referenced it, but I don't like what, like, it the potential of it completely overriding the industry. I mean, like, I don't know so far, like, if it can really match up with the emotion uh, and really like depth that a, a, a soul can put into it, like your feelings, because that's really what writes things, unless it's really technical, that's a little different, but um, like art, music as art, it can happen, AI art can happen, but like live performances, it, it's not going to be there. And I feel like, I mean, a lot of people like really lean on live shows and performances that's i think one thing that it can't really take over but um it's tough because it's some stuff it can get there 
it's getting real close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the first, I guess, AI song I heard was, um, it was Drake and The Weeknd. And I listened to it and I was like, okay, it, it's it's weird to like comprehend like, all right, how this was created. But at the same time, the song freaking slaps. So it's like, <laughs> so like, you know, like as a listener, like, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't listen to a lot of Drake or The Weeknd, but like, it, it was a pretty good song as far as the beat goes. Yeah. But it's just weird to kind of like think, dude, even a year ago or like two years ago, you're like, I never would have pictured that this is kind of like where we are now. And shit, who knows, man? Like maybe even five years, like what's music even look like, you know? Yeah. I will say, I I really hope that it doesn't have, that that, that, that somebody comes to a point of like restricting the ability. Personally, I, I don't want AI to take away from the potential income and, um, not hobby, but passion of people who spend their entire life making music and they may not get anywhere in the next few years if AI takes over and can write basically everything. It, and like, not that it's just about money and success, but if like my mind kind of wandered about it and where's the money going to go if it's just a bunch of AI writing even 50% of the music, I I don't think that like the few people who program that AI should be getting all that money because they didn't write the music. It was a program that they had to do it. So like there's things like that. I mean, obviously if you can program something that intricate and detailed, like you should earn some success for it. But as like a, a worldwide pop star, because you wrote a program that did something on its own, that kind of took away from the potential of real people collaborating and to create that uh my two cents on i i hope it gets regulated quite a bit so that like maybe utilize it to create otherwise things that otherwise you wouldn't imagine that you could have um for sounds or beats or just whatever in songs but i think it still needs to be left to as the core of humans creating well, it's, it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, do you think that certain artists will almost not take as serious of an approach because, like, they could just do, like, part AI, part their own music? Or do you think it's just going to, like, get musicians out of nowhere where it's like, hey, I can just do AI for my music and get a shit ton of streams and not give, like, the same passion or time or input, you know? Yeah. Basically, like, do you think like certain people will like take advantage of like, hey, I'll just use AI because it's still going to get me streams and listens and money, and you're oh, going to exactly. have like less, like yeah. less effective or less, I don't know, like less talented musicians out there, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, totally. I, I I don't know if there's a perfect answer. Like with that, I feel it's kind of hard to really regulate. But in that, like, ideally, you'd think it should be known how much was just like artificially created. But then, I mean, that person still kind of managed to, to orchestrate that piece. So 
I'm, I'm not saying that there's an absolute answer that I can think of to like restrict and keep it to people, but like I, the biggest thing that is like my biggest like worry and concern is what it will take away from people trying to create and have success and live out their, their hobbies, their passion, their life, making the art of music. If, if it interferes with that, then I, I, Hope that it gets shut down. Kill all the AI. <laughs> what do you think is like, I don't know if this is like too much of a question, but like, what do you think a lot of artists want as a goal when they're writing a song? Is it to like have something catchy, something that's going to sell, something relatable? Probably all of them, I suppose, at once. Yeah. I'm probably trying to uh, check all those boxes for the most part. Because like, I'll listen to some songs that are do like way back in like the, the seventies or eighties that like I listened to as a kid from my parents at the time, you guys are probably similar. Like I, I don't know what I'm listening to, but you listen back. You're like, Oh my gosh, he's talking about something that like, I didn't catch at first. You're like, Oh, this is actually about a girl that he liked that is drowning in the river, blah, 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 blah or something like that. You're like, well, I wouldn't have caught that, you know? And I appreciate music that's a little more like deep writing or the callbacks or something like that. That's why I really like Sleep Token um, or a lot of un- there's quite a few underground artists that uh, I listen to a lot. And um, I don't know if it's just because they kind of avoid like the spotlight and the money and the fame where they can really focus on that craft. So that's why I was asking you guys, like, what, what, what do you like? Maybe from your side, like, what are your goals when it comes to writing a song? Um, I guess for me, it's usually, um, it's kind of more of a, a rule that can cover a few things, but just trying to be like attention grabbing, and that could be either a catchy chorus or a heavy breakdown or like a cool solo of some kind or. Uh, anything just whatever is going to make you like want to listen to that song again just to get to that part sometimes um so yeah just getting people sucked in attention it's the biggest thing gabe Hmm? oh i was asking the question to you too (laughs) uh there's a nice long pause for you to cut out (laughs) (laughs) um that one's a little more tough for me because i'm not as i I have aspirations to do like full song writing, but like being a bass player, I'm more of like a um not background, but like more of uh adding things to what's there. Like I I don't have as much um experiment experience or success in like writing like with the goal of like a, a sound for the song in mind um so I, yeah i just don't i don't feel like i have a good perspective yet on it but yeah i just i mean as like a thought um something that pleases whoever may listen to that specific sound honestly like i it, it would be writing something that i enjoy listening to just something that's catchy popular whatever i'm like aiming to do it's like i've always 
been in seasons of like what music I want to play. Like even me and Austin, it was like, hey, we should make music like uh, Penny and Sparrow, and then it was stuff like Mood Ring, and now mm-hmm. it's a little mm-hmm. bit more of a metalcore band. And um, but yeah, it's something catchy, emotions, um, some witty poetic lyrics and oh it's kind of like um my tattoo artist probably two maybe three years ago he started doing uh wanna do's and i've mentioned this before but he's a he's a huge metalhead metalcore like he he's going to that abr show um he likes the pretty much the same music that we do almost to a t and um He's a big Metallica fan, and he mentioned like there was an interview or something where Metallica was like, "Look, we can play all these shows, and you know our set list could be the music that you guys want, but like we want to start writing things that we want to. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. we want to do that. We want to do something that we enjoy. So that's why he started doing tattoos like that, like want to do. It's like I want to do these. If you want them, cool. If not, whatever." Um, so it almost kind of sounds like that, which makes sense. Like, dude, if 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 like if I'm the artist and and I'm portraying my art or whatever, like I kind of want it to rep like resemble me, you yeah. know. And also, like, hey, this is something I want to do. And if you like it, dope. Let's talk about it. If not, okay, we can still talk about it. I don't care, <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah. So, um. Gabe, last time Austin was on here, I asked him a question of what his thoughts were for like bands that kind of like change over time. Sometimes it could be like, you know, they used to be a Christian band. Now they're not. Or like bands that just kind of evolve over time. So like Hundredth would be a good example. Um, Devil Wears Prada, maybe somewhat. A decent amount, I'd say. A decent amount, yeah. Like, what are your thoughts on some of those bands that, like, kind of do that? Or, like, what are your thoughts on the bands that kind of just stick it through? Like, we all listen, we've listened to, like, Moss of Flame. Like, we kind of mm-hmm. like know their history and everything, or at least Chris's history. Yep. So it's like, like, what are your thoughts on the bands that change? And what are your thoughts on the bands that just are like, you know what? I'm just going to stick this out. Uh, props to all of them, honestly. Like, there are some bands that I would have loved to hear another one of those albums at least one more and over time over the years i have softened almost completely with artists completely changing their sound artists and bands like um biggest one lincoln park both sides of the coin for me like i totally I would have loved either another hybrid theory or another meteora like that would have like a trio of those would have like topped me off for like the rest of my life. But over time, that was the one that hit, that hit the hardest initially in the change where I was like, I don't get it. Cause I was a, a teen and it was in that high school time, high school, middle school time where music hits you the most. Like that's the time, like the music that you're listening to at that time kind of drives your taste from that point on so that change happening was like so tough for me and i was so conflicted like i i can't really get on board with half of the songs because it, it's not lincoln park to me um yeah. but over time that mindset's totally gone especially with lincoln park um 
I love it when a band can successfully transition to something totally different and make it sound so good. Um, Hundredth doing like shoegaze stuff. I that I don't know how how quick it was, but that was. I don't want to say seamless, but like they, they did pretty good with that. I don't know if they're still active, but um, Lincoln well, Park with the lighter stuff kind of um, teasing around with other things and like Under what, Oath, I don't know if they have very much, but I was going to say um, who's the front man for 100? Chadwick something. And Chadwick's doing like solo stuff. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But honestly, like I I don't know. I, I really like indie rock. I like indie rock, indie pop, all that like mm-hmm. that chill vibe stuff that kind of is like catchy, but also like I like music that has that feeling of dude, I'm watching a sunrise or I'm making a road trip or I'm with my friends around a campfire and I can just like hang out and we can like talk about shit. And like it, it's it's almost like those things where like like if you're watching a music video or a movie and you see like a little montage of like all of us just like dude getting together and just being happy and that background music mm-hmm. most of the time it's like kind of like indie rock or indie pop so like I love that 100th plays that style now complete 180 of like yeah. some of their early stuff but yeah. um, I don't know I don't remember if I told you Austin or if I told when uh a friend of mine uh, named Ty Bush, he's a local Indianapolis um, musician. I said, like, look, I, I'm all about it. And he said, I love anyone who wants to try anything. Like, if it's if it's a win, cool. If it's a loss, cool. You learned, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm all about it, man. Like, if you want to try a, a different style, if it doesn't hit and and you switch cool if it doesn't hit and mm. you don't switch well <laughs> yeah like, like well, maybe, you know yeah what I'd, i having a hard time getting like more examples off the top of my head but emerosa their first oh. ep uh what one of the best eps i've ever listened to like they're that's up there um with chris right chris yep. roder okay yep. and so they didn't have a full length with him but then they brought in Johnny Craig, which got a little more soulful, and that kind of played out. And then they got uh, Brad. Oh my gosh! I'll look it up. I can look it up for you. Their new vocalist, um, and they sort of stayed along the lines of the sound that they had with Johnny, but kind of fleshed it out a little more. Um, a little less sceny sounding, I would say. Um, and they've developed almost into a completely like pop rock band. Like it's like sax, saxophone synth and um, really poppy sounds. And did we see Emer? No, who did we see, Gabe? You and I went, yeah, with a uh, Beartooth. Well, Weren't was, you with me? It was Bring Me the Horizon. It was no, 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 it was being as an ocean. Being as, it was being as an ocean. And I, there are two shows at the North Star Room that I keep getting like confused because I could have swore that yeah, it was at Mill City. What did I say? Star, you said North. Star oh, Room. North. Yeah, Mill City Nights. Sorry, yeah, yeah. brain. Um, 
Bradley Walden, I think, is the Amorosa vocalist. Yeah, Morgan Walden. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no. What's, oh, who did we see there? Yeah, Bradley Walden. Um, and he's a, he's got an amazing voice. I nothing against Johnny Craig. What couldn't get into him as much, but Bradley Walden like totally brought Emerosa back, and totally different sound now. Um, who? Maybe yeah, maybe it wasn't Beartooth being as an ocean with Emerosa. Um, not. Emerosa. Or did you not see Emerosa? Um. It was a band, and their logo was a fox. Um, That's Amorosa. Okay, then yeah, it was Amorosa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but remember. There, there are a couple songs on their first album with Bradley that, like, and that they weren't that much of a change. Um, that really hooked me in, and I've been all on board with them since he joined. And, um, Peach Club their album that got really poppy, like totally went away from like the, the Rocky forward sound and I love it to death. So I can always get all, yeah, the change, the vibes, like the fusion, complete left turns. I'm like all in these days now. That's totally changed from when I was young, like I said. Okay, let's do this. Um, Austin, you can go first. Give me... Um, and I apologize. I don't think I asked you this when you were on last time, but let's do, um, dream tour lineup, five songs or five, um, dream tour lineup with five bands. Who's opening, who's headlining. Um, and it could be current and past. That's a, it's a loaded, loaded question, but Austin, you go first. It has to be in order. Like from opening to head, or just pick opening and headliner, maybe. Look, man, I was not expecting a response <laughs> it, like that. Okay. Is, it, <laughs> is, it, is it suggested to make sense? Like genres? Is it like, I guess it would be more of like a top five band. So, like, we're thinking like that generally fits the same vibe like throughout the show. I mean, here's the thing like, I would prefer same genre. Okay. But I want to say that makes I the most sense. You, to I, I want to say I sent you guys like a TikTok or an Instagram reel of it was someone did a mix up of like Linkin Park and Eminem. Yeah. And Jay-Z and holy shit. Like, that'd be great. Because like, yeah. I love I love going to those shows where it's like the headliner is playing and then like the co-headliner, like the vocalist comes out. I'm like, oh, dude, we're going to rip. Yeah. You know, um, but let's do uh, same genre, current and past. Okay, so just like in the heavy music world, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just more like the heavy post-hardcore, oh, metalcore. <laughs> Might be harder. Oh gosh, country. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess. I mean, obviously, Sleep Tokens on that. On that, I guess I'll put them at headlining. Um, and then I would probably want. Absent-handed. Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, is going to be the local opener, right? Yeah, <laughs> like they won the bat. They won the local battle of the band, so they could play the show. Yeah. Um. No, I and I would probably just because they were foundational for me. Uh, Breaking Benjamin would be on that tour. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Local, Breaking Benjamin. Um, and then counterparts. Um. Under oath, probably. 
Okay. Um, I'd probably say Gideon. There you go. Okay. Gideon live is awesome. They're incredible. They're like better live. live. Like dude, I'm them gonna... them in um, Ghost Inside live. Oh yeah. Actually, didn't the three of us go to? Uh, it was facing four. It was Miss May I was open or no Miss May I was headlining. Yeah. It was uh, like Muscle Amity Affliction. Amity Affliction and Gideon. Uh, it was Amity Affliction and Ghost Inside. Okay, yeah, sorry, Ghost Inside. Yeah, and, and that is that is cloud. one of those. Oh yeah. They opened. That was one of those moments where, um, it was my first time seeing Ghost Inside, and Shook I'll never it. forget that like. Some shows or some venues do this, and I kind of like when they do that. They'll do like a quick like strobe or flash of the crowd. Like all lights will go on, and you'll see the whole crowd. And I will never forget. It was like The Walking Dead, yeah. sort of, when like Ghost Inside was on, and like they just turn the strobe, like the the quick light of the crowd, and everyone's thrown down. I'm like, oh yeah, cow man, like that that band live. Um, is incredible. My buddy Tristan actually just saw them like a week ago, but oh, yeah. um, yeah, I've seen them twice. They're they're nuts. They're they're just they're awesome, dude. Like they're 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 one of those bands that like they almost write songs that are great to play live for the crowds. You know, yeah. For totally. today is another one that kind of does that. Like, yeah, do so many breakdowns and whatnot that like this is a song that you're writing clearly to play live yeah for sure so all right gabe you're up oh, gosh Taylor i have to concur Taylor. sleep sleep token number one um lincoln park oh, that's a good one um Ooh, that's a good one wait number one as in opening or that, that just has to be my first in like i i don't know that uh not not in order i would say um I should have said Lincoln Park. Damn it. Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, like Sleep Token could could headline a show with like the my favorite artists of all time. Like I, I especially now, yeah. Like, dude, they they sold out the Wembley yep. in a day. <laughs> yeah. Absurd. Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. So yeah, Sleep Token, uh, Lincoln Park. Gosh, the the early days are gonna make this difficult. Um, I feel like I need Underoath in there as well. I have to say August Burns Red because they like from my the beginning of actual metalcore, like they've been number one. Um, and that's four. I number <laughs> <laughs> five. I know it's like, it's like it's a tough question because if I ask you guys tomorrow, dude, it could be a totally different five. I I know? reject like favorites. I I, I reject yeah. the question because I have such a hard time. Like I I swear I have ADHD. My brain bounces everywhere. Like I appreciate too much about everybody, but also like bands that I would consider close to my favorites now, aside from Sleep Token. I I would f- I start to feel bad and not want to betray bands that like. I started with, and that's what, like, I have to put August Burns Red and Underoath in there. They're both, like, f- foundational, like, yeah. not just in mine, but in other people. And the the scene, like, the 
the industry. Um, five. Oh, yeah, that one's gonna be. Mm, I'll have to do another newer one. I would say, but who? Oh gosh, it might be. <laughs> dang it, dude! I I'm I'm so lost. Like I've got a list in front of me, like my receiptify or whatever, for like my top. 50 artists of all time and i it makes it harder dude i i could make a a a fifth place tie between honestly holding absence fit for a king phineas devil wears prada and day seeker potentially even polaris too like those are uh day seeker holding absence and polaris i'm like to be honest like one album in but like all in so like i feel a little noobish and like flaky to like for me to have that as like my dream but like dayseeker's latest album i top to bottom hits me so hard and i there are some songs that i'm about to cry (laughs) when i listen to them and the same with uh holding absence like there's so much emotion and grit in it oh no i (laughs) I, I can't. Sorry, Slipknot. Oh. Sleep, sleep Token. Uh, sleep Token. Lincoln Park. August Burns, Red Underoath, and Slipknot, probably. Have you guys ever seen Slipknot live? No. Would love no. it. I remember... Um, Maybe. It, it's That's going to be one of the wildest shows you've ever been to. So, yeah. I'd love to, but I don't want to be <laughs> in the midst of that carnage. Yeah. I remember um, back when I was in probably middle school and it was like the typical like 93X. Awesome. I know you and I joked about this when you were on like 93X. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was uh, like X Fest or something like that. And it was like Slipknot was always there. And um, they literally beat the shit out of each other on stage. Yeah. Like it'd be an incredible show to see, but also. Dude, they're so talented. Like Corey Taylor, so damn talented. Yeah. Um, their guitarists, like Mick and James, you got um I don't know some of their new members since like Joey Jordison passed away. Jay whatnot. Weinberg. Phenomenal. Okay. Like to be able to take that place and flawlessly. Oh, Amazing. dude, I actually randomly came across that name. That's right. I was like scrolling on Instagram and I saw the I saw the I saw the slipknot look and Jay Weinberg. That was his name. Yep. Um Well hey guys, it's been uh over two and a half hours. Dang. Has and, it? Um I appreciate you both as friends and brothers and talented musicians. So likewise. Um you guys have a three song EP out right now. And more to come at some point um, coming up in May. And uh, <laughs> yeah, try it out. Try it out. I try it out. If you want to try it out, try it out. If not, hey, guess let me beat me. Um, you know. No, I'm excited out. for you guys, man. I'm honestly like. I, I, <laughs> <Get yeah>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> um so your ep uh your ep where the bodies g is out now and um 
No, I'm really excited for you guys. Uh, Gabe, I'm really excited for you too because like you're able to do music, especially with someone like Austin who's oh, yes. like, very talented. So Yeah. Um I'm blessed. Very yep. blessed. Yep. Waiting for my call. Um so yeah, I'm really excited for you guys. <laughs> no, seriously, like I'm 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 stoked, man. Uh, yeah, thank really you. Really happy. Yeah, thank so, um, you guys can all be found on Spotify, Apple Music. Yeah. Where else? Uh, videos on YouTube, Absent Handed, uh, the way you are music video, and yeah, I'm pretty sure the music's on like all music platforms. If you like listen to Title or Amazon, like a weirdo, find those there. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's about it. TikTok, hit us up on TikTok. We'll hopefully. Yeah, about some insufferable videos soon. Yeah, it's a little minimal. I've been with aside from getting the music out, like we're trying to figure out some stuff now that we live together. We can put together some dumb stuff we'll, uh, on there. Grimace shake video like three weeks too late, or yeah, <laughs> four or five weeks. But yeah, so thank you for having us on, man. It's always good yeah. to hear and see you. Sweet dude, thank you. And you guys are both on Instagram, Gabe. What's your handle? Gabriel Bryce, I think on most things in okay. some form. If you just, yeah. Gabriel underscore Bryce underscore for Instagram. And Austin. Austin Hawker, first and last, baby. Oh, yeah, dog. Gang, gang. If you ain't first, you're last. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet, man. Well, I appreciate you guys and uh, come back anytime you want. Sick. Absolutely, man. I love you. Love you tons. Love you, man. Dang. Love you too. Love you, jeans. Love you, jeans. Love you, jeans. <laughs>